Hey there, welcome to Money Lab. My name is Matt Givanisi, as you know, all right? Listen, I have a special episode today. This is something that I recorded back on September 1st of 2022 when I was really struggling with Facebook ads. And I talked to my buddy, Miles Beckler on Zoom. And at the time we were like, okay, let's just record this. Maybe we'll use it, whatever, whatever. And so what I did was recorded it, recorded the video version of it as well. And, you know, had a whole conversation about his strategy and what he would do in my position with what I was trying to do with my strategy. And uh, I think it was a really uh, helpful conversation and it helped me to uh, understand Facebook ads a little bit better. Now, since this episode was recorded, I haven't done anything with it. It's just been sitting on my desktop, unfortunately, until I was like, okay, I'm going to release this at the right time. And once I got the podcast going again, once I got the video stuff going again, and guess what? I got it going again. But I think that this is a little special. So for the video version of this episode, um, which you can watch in full, but you can only watch it as an exclusive member of Money Lab Pro. So you just go to moneylab.co slash pro. You can sign up for my monthly membership, or you can sign up annually and join me and a bunch of other online entrepreneurs all doing the same thing, all trying to make money, all trying to scale our businesses, so on and so forth between 2023 and beyond, all right? It is uh, packed. All of my courses are in there. There's about five or seven courses, five to seven courses in there, I think. It's like a it's like a fancy dinner. And we also have exclusive workshops, exclusive podcasts. We do a weekly happy hour call on Zoom every Friday at 3 p.m. We also do some after hour Zooms for people who are, you know, not around at three o'clock uh, Mountain Standard Time on a Friday. And that is Money Lab Pro. Now, again, what you're about to hear is the entire audio version of me and my conversation with Miles Beckler about Facebook ads. Um, again, if you want the video version, Money Lab Pro. I want to point out that things have changed since this recording on Facebook. And one of the things that we've learned is that it's really all about the creative. And in Miles' case, and what he talks about in this episode, is really all about the offer. And I think both of those things apply in 2023, and I think they will both matter going forward. But as far as media buying, at this point, Facebook has changed so much that really all you have to do is focus on the offer that you're offering and focus on the creative. If you can create a great hook and make great creative and you have a great offer, you will succeed with Facebook ads and really any other paid advertising platform. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Miles Beckler about Facebook ads. So I've I, uh, been talking to Steph about my frustrations in the paid advertising space. I am, yep. I, it's been, I want to say th three years of me doing this for myself because I used to do it professionally, just PPC right. stuff for a luggage company for a very short period of time. Um, but I, every six months, I think I, I got it and then I get frustrated and then I have to like rethink my entire strategy. And then, it, and I'm like, I need to hire somebody to do this for me. And there's this, this constant, like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand like why things 
work in the beginning and start and to take stop and like huh yeah and then they stop right like they it was like oh like, shit this thing's cash flow positive like yeah i've got it figured out let me go create a course and sell a guru method around this and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like oh that doesn't work anymore right so it but it's like this constant and and i'm talking like i'm mostly thinking of facebook but i am doing google as well uh not youtube just just google and i can i'll tell you what i'm doing but like I, you know, I thought, I thought about six months ago, as I was working on all this, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting this. I've, I just paid a thousand dollars for a course the other, you know, month. And it was really helpful. And I was like, and he, and he really simplified it for me. I was like, okay. And I executed it and I'm like, cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right. And I'm like, every time I think I've got it and I'm like, oh, I can create a course around this because people want to learn from me because I figured out, you know, the way it works for my business, which I feel, and this is part of the frustration that nobody knows what they're talking about when it comes to my specific thing, because that's always been the case. Yep. I don't want to think I'm special. I actually think I'm like an outcast. So I have a bunch of questions, but like, you know, my business, which is why I'm, I'm, I wanted to reach out to you because I was like talking to Steph and Steph doesn't know anything about it. So I'm just asking her general questions like, what is, do I take another course? Do I hire somebody? Yeah. Do I talk to somebody? And she's like, well, Miles probably, she, he knows your business the best and does this. Probably a good person to talk to. Yeah, man. Happy to. Um, and I think it's partly normal what you're going through, right? So um, yeah, for example, on my wife's brand, I remember at one point I had this like long copy ad that I wrote. Um, that thing ran like a, just so well for our business, for two years, two and a half years. Wow. And then it just like, it just hit some indistinguishable point in its life cycle where it started performing worse and worse, measurably declining day after day, week after week. And oh, is it the audiences roll back to this audience? And you start to do all those things that we do inside of the platform to kind of like retrace. And sure enough, it just got to the point where it, it was best to turn it off right it was losing money is i guess what we would say and then you know three months later you turn it on and it like kicks up for a minute and then it died and it's just it's just done like that thing that worked for that period of time it was yeah. a hook it was a big idea it was a bit it was a landing page it's all of those things right it's a headline it's the bullet points it's it's the sum total of all of those intangible things mixed with where the 2.75 billion monthly active users on Facebook are and where our world is at that point in time. Like, look at the world we live in over the last three years. Yeah. Let's do a three-year recap, right? We're recording this in 2022. So three years ago was 2019. Some shit went down in 2019 if you missed it. And then 2020 hit, right? And then we shut down the economies. And then the supply chains clunk, clunk. And now we're like maybe coming out of it, but we're probably looking over the edge of what might be a depression, like straight yeah. up. Like I'll say those words with you. Like I'm not gonna go throw that out like often on my YouTube channel, not to be sensational about it, but like when when figureheads who control the monetary supply and our access to things, try to shut things down and turn them on, like turn on and off economies, they realize that we can't do that without having a million and one other things affected, right? It's just cause and effect is just like playing pinball. Mm -hmm. And your business is in the middle of that pinball machine. And she's sure. just like, bing, ding, 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 
were bouncing around and like, you know, you had supply, things were working, you ran out of supply, you had to turn off your ads because you're such, you had to restock. So mm -hmm. then you get restocked and you go turn back on your ads and shit ain't working the exact same as it was because right. that's how it works. And but it's always been there. I, I've yeah. been, again, I've been doing this for a long time and it's just, it's cyclical. So like yeah. even during the past two years, that was when our business, like the industry boomed for us. So it would have been huge for us. Yep. Even now, I don't, it's not like it's, I can't. So when you, when you brought up your, the ad you were just talking about, there's two things that like my dumb, dumb brain just doesn't understand. Yep. When you say I ran an ad, mm -hmm. are you talking about the creative? Like when you were yep. looking at Facebook, like the, not the ad set, not the campaign, okay. Long but copy the ad, ad the itself. The actual thing that humans saw. Okay. So there, so in, so for me, it's like there's three steps of the process there where it's like you have, you know, your objective, which I'm assuming for you was conversions. And when you say the ad didn't work anymore, what exact metric did you yep. look at to determine? Money in, money out. Money in, so, money out. And are you looking at Facebook's metrics? Not anymore. Not, but but right. maybe then, but like, then I was, yes, because right. it was pre iOS 14.5 or whatever, which killed okay. people who can do math. Like, so, you know, it's like penalizing those of us who, and I'm assuming you ran a UTM on that URL and that's how you traced it on your, on your side. And yeah. And Facebook. so the other thing we do sometimes is we run it through an affiliate link of our own. So I'll go create uh, a new affiliate as myself and it'll yep. just be like uh, an email of mine. And it'll be like this, this affiliate in my shopping cart is my Facebook ads. And then, so I'm also testing a new additional click tracking system. I don't remember the name of it. We've got it installed and it's attributing more sales to Facebook than Facebook is right now. I and understand. again, so we're, yeah, yeah. So we're, we are, we are in the age of shit. Um, like the companies are competing over who owns and gets to get extract the value of all the data. And that's really what's going on is Facebook and, and iOS are fighting with each other, uh, who gets the data, who doesn't get the data. And then, so we're now testing third-party tools because for what we do. And so for me working to define what working means is that I'm getting at least the amount of money I put into it out of it. Right. So I'm not trying to be cash flow positive on the front end. I just want to be break even or better. I want to be able to take a thousand bucks a day, put it in, and I made $999.99. And I'm like, cool, Miles Beckler spent a penny today. Perfect. I threw it on my credit card. I got about a 45 day billing cycle. Usually I'm going to get the cash back from my Stripe account Wednesdays. Right. So yeah. bingo. I have a, a cash flow system. I can cycle my seven $1,000 units enough it's just a thousand bucks out of pocket. I'm just repeating the same thing as that money comes right back in and out. And then I just pay off my credit card bill. So that's for me, that's a, that's a campaign that works and working on the front end means that I'm break even or better. And then I make all of my money on the back end. And yeah. I don't hyper track this anymore because when you say, when you, say you mean like LTV. Yep. Lifetime value. Exactly. That, that's it. The back end. So um, some of our funnels have, I mean, it depends on the customer journey. If they buy something, they go into a separate 
space. If somebody's buying, I want to try to sell them more quickly because they might be a hyperactive buyer. Yeah. Which there's just people out there in the world who money is no option to them. You happen to be probably one of them in certain areas. And mm. you're like, oh, I just learned about this cool world. This all looks cool. Buy that. I'll buy yeah. all of that. Like right. I'll just buy all of the things with $400. I don't really care. Like I just want, I want them all right now. So building pathways within my active campaign at this point in time, where the buyers can go down and get more offers. And those who didn't buy go down different paths that give them yes more offers but also more nurturing things and sometimes even different offers like they'll see affiliate stuff versus selling our own stuff because if they're not buying my stuff we'll, we'll sell them something i got them on a list right that's that's kind of the goal and the point of having a list and so all of that work is where we earn our profits from and then so on the front end i'm just like how do I get a list growth system that's break even or better? And that's how we've been able to grow multiple six figure lists. Is is by so when you're when you're doing these ads, yeah, you're not selling, you're not doing direct offers. You're doing we are some sometimes. We are some. Yep, yep, yep. We want to test that, right? So because I mean that that's the fastest path to cash. And let's definitely test the fastest path to cash. But I always test it expecting it not to work, sure. um, which the law of attraction says, well, no, I'm just a fucking realist. And um, most of them don't. But we have some low ticket front end offers that consistently do quite well. And if I can grow a customer, like a customer list is more valuable than a leads list. So I want to grow my customer list first and yeah. foremost. So if I can directly drive traffic to an offer and get customers like that's because I know a customer is worth this much lifetime. A lead is worth a fraction of that amount lifetime. And then a, a member, if I get them onto my monthly recurring program, right. they're worth even more. So I kind of like, I've done direct advertising to my membership in the past with cold traffic. The lifetime value of those people didn't work very well. So now the only people who hear about my membership are people who buy my other things. So it's like, I've got this almost three tiered system that yeah. they go through on the back end on your it, email side. On the, it, yeah. The, the active campaign kind of manages that who's where based on your tax. If you, if you get the customer tag, you are now on this automation and they all have like, right. do not disturb tags. So they hopefully don't overlap each other. Right. You know, it's yeah, all I this. That. Yeah, yeah. So that's the way I look at it. And then, so for me, it's like, okay, uh, what's the, the big idea? What's the hook on my offer? And then the headline of the bullets type thing. What's, what's that, that hook that's going to get them in. So for you, I'm thinking like, have you tested a free plus shipping funnel yet? No. So, so that's where I, I would want to test that. Like I would, I would want to do something free plus shipping, whether it's, um, pH strips, like what's the thing that they would get that would make them say, yeah, I need to buy all your other stuff. Right. Like what's the thing before? What's the thing they need, the aha moment they need to have before they buy all your stuff forever? And if you go to that person who's, let's say you have an imaginary person who's subscribing to buy all of their the things you sell on subscription and they've been with you for three years, like like we're obviously using our imagination right now. So I kind mm -hmm. of close my eyes for video viewers and like back, 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 back. Okay. So what is the first thing in that relationship when they had the the swampy looking green pool boom they they got this and then they got that and then this showed up and then they their problem was solved and then boom so that's like what's the hook what's the big idea for that kind of a person and then i'm trying to duplicate those out because like 
it's a very small number of people who have a green pool who are ready right now to fix their right. green pool issue. Most people probably have an overpriced pool person or, yeah. you know, there's just, so there's all of these segments to your audience and they all need different hooks and entrance points. And then it's like, okay, so what's, which one becomes the most cost-effective, blah, 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 blah. It's like a giant spreadsheet eventually will tell you which ones deserve more of your ad spend or not. And so in that, so what you're saying there is you're testing, not the targeting, not the audience, you're testing the, and not even the creative, but the yeah. actual oh. offer itself. Well, I know it goes with it, right? But like, yeah. but but the offer, like you just said free plus shipping, which, I, you know, right now. You're like, how the fuck am I going to do that? Huh? You're like, how the fuck can I do that? Like it's. Well, I can't do that right now because I don't have a product that I could give out for free. I would, I would lose money for sure. Yes. You know. Right. Well, you would, but so, and this is the thing, like, so the free plus shipping, you have a bump and you have another bump and then you right. have a one click upsell. And in right. theory, you make more from that average order value than the cost of the free thing. Than the cost of the free thing. Right. So, so we were running, so real quick in my business, yeah, yeah. we were running a free plus shipping on one of my wife's products. Uh -huh. uh, and it was, I think five or six bucks delivered. And it was costing us like eight or $9 to give away something that cost me five. So I'm negative $4 on each of those things, uh -huh. but we had the bump of get two more. And then we have an upsell of get these digital things as well. Immediate. Immediately, all in one session, one user session. So they click on an ad for a free thing and they end up spending on average, our cart value is like $27 per order, even though it was a free thing. So we made $27 cash flow revenue on all of our free stuff. And so some of the bumps were also physical products. So they were cost of goods sold there. It worked really well for about 800 units. And then that was at about 800 units, we got down to that point where people were like, oh, I'm just going to take your free thing, buddy. And we were cash flow negative again. So we stopped it. And then what we did is we just offered it for a stupid low price. I was like, okay, well, well that's enough free plus shipping. What about a 80% off with free shipping? Hmm. And that actually got, so then I was getting, I think it was like $11 on the front end instead of six dollars on the front end so i found a way to get five more dollars on a bingo that ran for a long time until we sold out and then we sold out of them i had to do another run of them right and then we turned it on and it didn't fucking work again and it like literally the exact thing that worked to sell us out we turned it right back on with no changes at all just literally turned on no not this time so like, right. okay what are you in that in just one of those scenarios mm -hmm. what who are you targeting are you, is that strictly so, retargeting or is that no, broad? No, we're really broad. So at, at this point with Facebook specifically, we're really broad with our targeting and we're letting their, I want to let their AI, I think their AI. Like has, women in United States. Above 18 years old. Above 18. Okay. And so I probably, so half the population. So, yep. So for our physical stuff, yes. Um, for uh -huh. our digital stuff, I probably include the UK, Australia, Canada. So I do the kind of the big four, even though right now I think it, it's worthy of noting. So the, the US dollar is the dollar strong right now, right? We're at dollar eight uh, on the Dixie index right now, um, which means mm. Canadians have to spend more to buy my digital product, right? So my US dollar price in Canada is screwing over Canadians in the EU. They used to get uh, a better value, but now it's like even, it's parity type thing. And that's new. So my products are theoretically, inherently, technically more expensive in other countries. Yeah. So I'm starting to isolate out my traffic even more to monitor it more to be like, 
do I have to say goodbye to Australia because all of a sudden my $17 product is actually $28 and they won't spend? I don't know. Right. And, I understand. Right. right. So the world, the macro world around me is changing within my business. And if I'm not aware of this, if I just have this like one giant everyone targeting and I'm not slicing and dicing where people are coming from, I could be wasting so much money on mm -hmm. these other people who don't want it that I miss that this little group of people over here are hyper profitable. I got to be able to see that in yeah. the analysis. Um, now, well, now you say broad targeting. I hear that all the time now because yep. I never used to hear that. It used to be like interest targeting. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then it was like, you know, look at like audiences. And now everyone's yep. saying like, neither of those fucking things work. Yep. It's like, it's now all broad because Facebook is actually smarter than, you know, they had to build all these things to get around iOS 14. And mm -hmm. so now they're just using machine learning to find out things about people. Question though, is everyone I've heard say that their examples have been simple, right? Like you being able to target, like, do you honestly think that I could do broad targeting in the pool industry? Yeah. Yeah. And so it comes uh, down to you, your creative. Do you, do you honestly think Facebook knows who owns Can you make money with it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Do, you, uh, do I honestly know? I'm sorry. That last one, I, I missed it. I was trying to make a joke that was, <laughs> do you wasn't think, very funny. Do you think Facebook knows that I do or do not own a pool? So I think, and this is the idea of dog whistle copy, right? So I think that Facebook knows that if you run pool-based content with images and, of pools and yeah. questions about pools and call about pools above the read more and a user stops, Facebook knows that. If that user stops and clicks read more, Facebook knows that. If you get the two read mores because you wrote a long ass ad, Facebook knows that. If if you engage, Facebook, and so that's actually, it's all these like micro engagements. And this is where I think TikTok's a really good example of this, right? So like, you kind of love your little TikTok app, don't you, Matt? Mm -hmm. Like you've got to train really, you've got the AI train. Like when you swipe through TikTok, like it shows you shit that like, yeah, you laugh, it keeps, it you keeps smile. though. It does. And, like, and I, it always I, tries to put softcore porn in there for guys, right? It's like, always. are you ready for some jiggly titties? Like, no? Sure. Okay. But like, it's what it is to me is it's proof of how good these AIs and MLs are, machine learnings and, auto, uh, mm -hmm. and artificial intelligence, how good they are at like monitoring these micro things. Because like, if you think about TikTok, 60 second video that just plays, like how many data points do they actually have about like, there's a heart, there's like, there's like yeah. these tiny engagement, but there's not that much engagement, but that system is refined. So I think that that type of thing is exactly what's working over on Facebook. And it's like, you can target people who own pools, but Facebook is charging a lot. So Facebook is having a problem right now with user generated content. So we're in this point in our world's history, yet another new point we're at. Facebook's revenue, I mean, did you hear about the revenue call? Yeah, it was not good, right? Well, they lost money. Like it went down month over month, quarter over quarter. It went down for the first time ever. Ever. Their right. their revenue growth is down. Their user numbers, like everything. Every KPI for the corporation of Facebook. I don't want to call their new name because that was just that was the sign of the top. That was them being stupid, chasing some fad, mm -hmm. acknowledging that they're they've lost their their control over the wheel on their main business. They're mm -hmm. losing attention. They're losing people. So they have all these advertisers 
who just want to spend more and more and more, and they don't have enough native organic pieces of content to put all of these ad insertions into. So our prices are going up quickly because of supply and demand on the ad product. Right. What the, uh, really? Like, so that's crazy to me. Where is all of that attention? All of that attention is now moving to other systems. I think TikTok's gaining a bunch of that attention, which is why I'm like, TikTok ads is something I have to figure out because we have to yeah. be in front of the attention. But I don't care about Facebook's number. All I care about is my ROI, my ROAS, my return on ad spend. Like, am I getting customers and leads at break even or better? If yes, cool, run it until it doesn't. And, and that's no, it. You're just you're looking at break even or better. Yep. On a specific campaign. Yep. Yep. And we look at the we look at the big ad. So we do look at the whole ad account mm -hmm. overall. Um, I do once a month. We look at all brands, all numbers, and everything, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes this one's losing money, and this one's making a lot of money, and <clears throat> my whole business can kind of net out even. And it's like so this list got a little extra growth because this one did really yeah. well. So it, and I nest it down like that because we have we have multiple brands right that are in yeah. very very different niches. Um, when you when you break down your campaigns and you're looking at that holistic view, are you looking at it? Is each campaign based on like a specific product funnel? Like, for example, um, like in, in my case, I have like I want people to sign up for my cheat sheet for my pool cheat sheet, yep. and I'm running a campaign that just targets that. It's just get yep. there to get conversions, right? And it's and it's targeting sales you know it's it that's the that's the um goal yep. but it's really to get leads right and then some of those leads turn into sales and whatever whatever mm -hmm. so that is a campaign to me right my i have another campaign where i just took one of my physical products and i'm like just running ads to that one physical product yep straight to a sales page straight to yeah i just yep. I, right now mine's going to a the, the shopping cart page built into shopify but it probably should be a sales landing page like a yeah i mean it needs sales copy right uh do you have zipify pages are you familiar with zipify pages no so it, it lays on top of shopify and it allows uh -huh. you to turn a shopify page into a kind of what i would call like a traditional old school style sales letter where you yeah so we can we can do that with so i thought about doing that with lead pages where i would just create same shit a lead yep. page and then you can embed shopify on it and they can do all their shopping right then and there Beautiful. So, yep. okay. So my thought is just because I, because I have like a, a bunch of just like random thoughts and questions, but, th but going on that, it's like, you have all of these different campaigns that you're running, right? I'm assuming there's a lot of campaigns in your business. We're trying to keep it minimally focused on what's working right now. Yeah. And in order to maximize the amount of cash flow, uh, the amount of money I'm dumping into what's working mm -hmm. and ride it till it runs out and then come up with something new. So we used to run like 10, 12 things at once when they were yeah. all running and the data was easy. But now that the data is a lot more difficult for us to get, we are being a little bit more targeting in what we're doing. And we're starting to run things in succession. So now that this is done, well, we now have a paid nice. thing. And now okay. that the paid thing's done and the paid thing was for this date specifically for that full moon that just, okay, now that that's done, let's go on to a free thing. So we'll kind of like turn that campaign. We'll start that next campaign and we'll measure how that Interesting. campaign worked. So when you, when you think about, when you say we're, it's time to change something, mm -hmm. you are changing the offer. 
a lot of times. Yeah, the lander. So I've and, got and the whole creative, like everything. Like it's it's hopefully a whole we could turn on old creative, right? Hopefully I'm just turning on something that we ran a while ago and it's gonna work. But the moment we turn that on, we're also generating new creative with it. Um, new AI images, new text, new headlines. Sometimes I'm writing it, sometimes we have a like Ad Zombies is a team that we've mm -hmm. used in the past to come up with variations. It's just variations, right? M more ideas, more hooks. We don't change the landers much because our landers are proven. We yeah. split test our landers and I, I measure conversion rates. I'm a conversion rate geek. And so I'm I'm meticulous about my conversion rates. And that that is kind of one of the metrics I'm looking at, especially on the landing page. Yeah, on the landing page, especially direct to sale. That's where I'm, I'm like, 0.79%, 1.2%, you know, I'm like really working. How are you doing? How are you time. measuring that? Like, are you just doing that manually? Like you, are you going through the numbers and manually looking at? And we've used Google Optimize, Google Optimize? Yep. Is that, yeah, yeah. So yep. we, we've definitely set some up in Google Optimize. We've definitely just gone into analytics and typed up to pull source and then how many oh, people okay. bought. Like, so, so there's multiple ways and um, my guy, Sean does it for me. And yeah. I, I think he, most of the time at this point just um runs off of analytics data i believe don't okay. actually know um it, at the opt-in level i just do that right inside of lead pages because you can set up a split test opt-in yeah. in lead pages and they control the traffic and they will show you what works and that's that's remarkably but, they, but the only thing they can convert is button clicks if you use their conversion rate metric. on a sales page Right. So that's if you're checking right. the OTO, but I'm talking on the opt-in page itself. So on your oh, pool oh, cheat sheet. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Right. Sure. So if you want to set up a pool cheat sheet split yeah. test, you can you can set up a variation in a heartbeat there. And um, so I'm testing that. So I want my opt-in pages to be 60% range is what I'm shooting for. I have some, you just posted on Twitter. I think I've got one that's like 74% conversion rate with 30,000 leads coming in. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's, so that's literally three out of four people who see the page say yes. And that's generally going because all of my organic traffic sees a pop-up. They don't see these landing pages. So yes. this is all paid, this is all paid traffic coming through. So, so three out of four people say yes. And then from there, it's literally like two out of a hundred say yes on my OTO is like, you know, two percent conversion rate on my OTO. Yeah, right. Like, whoa, we're in business. And so yeah, so so that's one that's one funnel that I had set up in Facebook and I have like when it, when you look at organic, so I look at organic traffic, which organic traffic was converting at three percent, but Facebook traffic was like zero point two five percent. Like it just didn't have the same, you know, conversion rates as yep. the organic traffic, obviously. Yep. And then I was like, well, I can't. I I I'm actually losing money on this constantly because even though I'm getting cheap ass leads, I'm getting leads for like fifty cents. They're not, yep. they're not turning into customers Fine. on the OTO. Yeah. And, and do you, so what we've, another thing we've done is, and I don't know how Sean did this to be perfectly honest with you, but he went in and pulled like the cohort of all leads and customers who came in and we were able to calculate like a 30 day lifetime value, which is yep. obviously not a lifetime value. So I know my lifetime value number, right? And we were like, so then the question is, is that six months? Is that 90 days? Is that 45? And so what he did is he tracked all the Facebook conversions that came in. And so I believe this is in analytics because we're pushing back all of our sales data into analytics from, yeah. from Sam Cart, from everywhere. And then so he pulled. And so we were at, it was like 55 bucks or 60 bucks ish. 
and our lifetime value number over years is $85. So when I realized that like my front end average order value is 27 bucks, so I'm break even here, but I'm making 50 bucks from every customer after 30 days on average. And then I make another $30 from them at some random point that I'm never, I'm not going to calculate over beyond yeah. that 30. Aha. Okay. So I can actually run a little cash flow negative. And all that means is I have a cash flow management game that I'm playing. And I just got to make sure I don't let the well run dry. Can't pump more water out than comes in, right? If it's taking right. 30 days to refill that much of the well, okay, right. cool. We don't get near that number. I don't want to get up to that number. That's not a positive place to be in my business, but it it gives me more confidence to spend $32 to make a $27 sale right. when I have big data sets. When you know right. That. And and so I think for listeners listening, it's like, please notice how geeky we are on the data, right? We set up our best guesses for what these people are. We think we do great. We run it. We measure. We see what happened. We come up with the next best idea. We run it. We measure. We see what happened. We come up with the next best idea. And, and so on you, and so forth. Yeah. So that's where I think that's where I get a little tripped up is you keep saying until it works and then scale it till it breaks. Right. So when you find something that works like, oh, that's my cash flow positive. Five bucks a day more, five bucks a day more, five bucks a day more until it breaks. And at that point, you try to inch it down and you just run it right at that red line, right? You don't want to blow the engine okay. if you can. You want to just get it right up to that point. And then that one's just hanging. And we're just going to let that sit as long as it can. Yep. I'm going to go do that again. I'm going to go figure out another one of those. So for, for our business, we have four or five opt-in pages that we go to and four or five cold traffic product offers that we run on the front end of cold traffic people. So I've got like this grouping now, and it started with one of like eight to 10 things that generally consistently work. Not to mention wifey's putting out new stuff. It's a fucking treadmill, right? Like we got a lot going on. And, and so Sean's job as my ad guy is what's working now yeah. Face, face it. Oh, is this thing working? No. Oh, shit. I'll turn that off. Oh, right. Okay. This one's working. Ah, okay. This, Run this that is, for a while. This is where I get all, again, I'm I'm tripped up again because you're, I, I, I think I have a hard time visualizing advertising the way that I would visualize, say, a blog post or something. Okay. Because, because of the way it's structured in campaigns, when you say, like, we come up with a new idea and we execute, I'm like, Great. That sounds great. I don't even know what idea you're talking about. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Like yeah, I don't yeah. so generally it's a hook slash big idea. So I so my theory is so let's say let's talk about your brand here. Okay. Yeah. Give me, give me a an little idea. creative leeway. Right. So free plus shipping, man. So free fucking okay. pH testers. Right. Cause I'm sure. thinking, what are they gonna have to do before they buy what you want them to buy? Uh -huh. Well, they have to if they go out and measure it and they see that it's all effed up. Bingo. They they should know. So it's like, all right, can I do a free plus shipping um, pH tester kit with a laminated cheat sheet so they know how to test their thing all day, every day? Obviously, the laminated cheat sheet has embedded offers all over it, right? It's got like three or four calls to action on it. Most of our physical products we sell have things on them. Um, so that's one. Number two, uh, Kindle book. So make a 99 cent, well, who cares about the price? Make a Kindle book that is like pool care for homeowners in 30 minutes a week type thing. Like super simple. Uh, I would base it off of like the old school books. There was one, Ted Nichols, Ted Nichols or Ted Nicholas was a copywriter. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he had one that was like how to start a corporation for $50 without lawyers. 
Yeah. Or without legal fees. So it's this book. He sold like 4 million copies of this book in the 80s. And the book is how to get results for this tiny amount of money without this thing you don't like. So it's like, okay, how to manage your pool in 30 minutes per week. So then you're selling a book. So then I'm using KDP ads to sell a book. And What's inside KDP that book, mean? Uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. Okay. So it's, it's Amazon's program. So I put yes. the book up there and then I'm selling the book. So in the book, the book promotes my opt-ins, the book promotes my paid product. And then so I'm I'm that's another big idea slash campaign that I'm able to run. So, so okay, just on that idea alone, are you selling the book or are you giving away the book yep. for free? Well, we have both now, right? So okay, you can do so, a forever free book. It's kind of a hack on Kindle. So so if you're selling the book for free, are you getting that email address? No. And we're not selling the book. So so when we run ads, the ads uh -huh. are to our paid books. When they buy our paid books. Go get the free MP3 over here. Go get the free thing over here. Get yeah, the free in this the book over itself. there. Oh, all all over. So, like, like, but how would you measure the success of that? Because UTM if you're selling the book for say ninety nine cents. Like, there's no yep. way you're gonna also. There's no way you're gonna spend ninety nine cent. Like, they're not gonna break even. You're gonna spend more than ninety nine cents. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like three dollar books. Uh, so we right now we have one book on Kindle. I can't believe I'm saying this shit. Um, you don't have that, to. No, no, no. But but it, it's true. And it's stuff I wanted to talk about. And it, it's just yet another, it's an example of how dynamic our business is. Um, but we have Kindle books that we run ads on. And you can see, so what's cool about Kindle advertising is like Amazon knows everything. They know how many impressions because they happen on Amazon. They know how many clicks because they happen on Amazon. They know how many sales because they happen on Amazon. They know how much revenue you make because it happened on Amazon. So we get those to where we're running these books break even or better on the front end on Amazon. So I look in on my Amazon number, spent four grand last month. We sold four grand in books. Perfect. That's a break even system. What's happening? Books are getting in the hands of people. Inside of the books, there's all kinds of calls to action. And I know for a fact, some percentage of those people are actually taking those actions. And then, so that's, it's, that's all my profit. And we measured it really meticulously with two UTMs at first to prove that they do actually leave the book and they go over here. Yeah. And once we knew that was working, I don't really care about that as long as I'm break even on Amazon. Right. And now we're trying to get our next book. It's like, oh, well, that's working. Uh, so, and for people listening, one out of six books, I think, worked total, yeah. right? So it's, it's taken six. And we kind of built this one specifically for the process based on what we've learned through the five that didn't work type thing because this is how the path goes right it's not like i had this idea fucking hacked out a book and threw it up and voila we're working it's like no 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 no. we put our first book out in 2012 and right. we figured this system out in 2021 right so, so okay what what i'm hearing then is the ideas are really sales systems yes process so, sales processes for sure okay as an idea for my business would this count is I'm gonna create a quiz campaign. Mm -hmm. And the idea is I'm gonna put an ad out super broad that's like, do you own a pool? Take this quiz to find out which type of pool you owner you are. Okay. Right. They they take the quiz and then there's there, it's basically like, you know, design your your own, you know, pool care package. And at the end yep. of the quiz, they get pitched this like, hey, here's your subscription kit for your chemicals yep. that you need for your pool. Smart. That so that would be. Are you a bromine person? Are you a chlorine person? Are you a salt person? Type thing. Get just, them into the right. You're just collecting buckets. data, right? You're just, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just going yeah. like this person has an in-ground pool with salt water system who lives in California and just and and built the pool. Didn't buy, buy a house with a pool, but built it. It's yep. like cool. We know that about you. Here's what we recommend for you. Yep. 
yep, here's a here's a sales message that is really hyper tailored to you. So Targeted for that one freebie to be launched, you're actually gonna have to have like four sales messages on the back end, four SKUs on the back end. Yeah, it's gonna be a right. So it's complex. And so okay. I want to do this for my audience because I I feel like I have a challenge in perception of people like, well, is Miles an affiliate marketer or does he do product sale? Like, what is Miles? What is he doing? And it's like, well, I've been doing it so long. I do all this stuff. And I almost want to have a what's the right business model for you quiz Quit, so right. people can answer personalities. Yeah, are you a like, SaaS like, person? Are you a blog? Are you a niche site? Are if you, you a... hate writing, let's not get you into yeah, don't the don't blog, right? So, but then I have to have like a separate report for a physical. Oh. Well, you could, or you, or they could yeah. all work for everybody. And you just change the sales copy on those pages. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? that's true. So, but it's going to work better when it's hot, when you're like, cool, this is the best thing for you because you're in the index above ground pool. And if you use this, you're actually going to melt the plastic. So you really want to use this product yeah. here and I've got yeah. a good deal for you on like, voila. It so works. that in your head would be an idea. An ad that's campaign. a big idea. That is, yes, that's a hook. Okay. It's a big idea. And it was funny when you first said it, you're like, uh, I'm going to run a quiz. Do you have a pool? Like, I don't think they need a quiz to know if they have a pool or not, but right. you're saying what type of pool owner type are of, you? Yeah. And so that's, that's the hard part, right? It's like, it's like, um, I would, I would wonder if like a quiz, like a calculator, like how much money are you wasting on your right. pool care? Question number right. one, what kind of pool do you have? Question number two, right? Cause you want to help people realize how much money they're wasting. Yeah. And they're like, great. It seems like you're probably spending this much on a pool guy who's trying to bang your wifey. Interesting. So let's get you over here where you'll save a bunch of money and you won't have predators inside of your pool area type thing. Got All right. So the, I just a tweak, I'm, I'm trying okay. to make it a bigger idea, a, a more compelling big idea. Would you, all right, let's say a uh, hypothetical scenario here. Um, I'm trying to sell my pool care course, okay. right? Just, just generic. Okay. But there are two types of people who there's, there's like, let's say somebody who has cloudy water, who has okay. a problem with cloudy water and somebody who has a problem with green water, right? These are two different, yep. uh, people at, you know, so there are two different messages, you know, two different sales copy pitches for the same product on the backs on the back end, Right. Would those be separate campaigns or would they just be two different ads and one of them is going to perform better than the yeah. other? So my initial gut instinct on that is I would yeah. let the dynamic creative on Facebook, right? They're, they're dynamic options. I would let them figure it out and I would make a landing page. So the headline on the landing page on the sales page would have to be like, how to get crystal clear pool water every time, 20 minutes per week, and it'll save you $1,423 against having a pool boy do it for you. So the landing page works regardless of what entrance point they come in from. And yeah. I would let the AI and the machine learning on the Facebook ad and the TikTok ad and the YouTube ad, I would let that tell me what's actually more compelling. And I would use UTM parameters to say Facebook ad, green pool ad, Facebook ad, cloudy water ad, Facebook ad, foamy, weird goo around the ring ad. And so what you, you kind of create one where you hit all these hot buttons of the problem. So the ad's going to be problem. So it's problem solution, mm -hmm. right? Problem agitate PAS. So then all the ads are different in one campaign, one ad set dynamically going through all of the problematic hot buttons 
buttons that have that same solution, which is a crystal clear pool that you're and, kids and, can and direct and offer to the course. You would that would be something to test. Yep, yep. And, and then, I would also test it through the pool cheat sheet, which to which the course on, on that, the back end. So on that metric, right? Like the cheat sheet, when I think of that, I'm like, that is a single idea. Right. Okay. So that's a single campaign cheat sheet, pool cheat mm -hmm. sheet is a campaign. It, uh, the ad set at the ad set level, there could be different targeting options, but I'm finding that maybe it's just smart to just do broad and let the creative kind of target yep. what it needs to yep. target. The dog was really you only need one ad set nowadays. So, yeah, we have one cold. We usually do like a um, like a hot 28 type thing. So anyone who's engaged with us anywhere for the last 28 days, they kind of just get pulled into it also. So uh, it's like a gigantic oh, retargeting. Um, you can you can that would be one ad in. set, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of break them out separately, like the warm, right? So it's kind of like cold, warm, hot is one way that people talk about okay. it. it. So minimal segmenting. Um, okay. Because someone who's hot means they bought something or they opted in for something, they took an action, like let's sell them something else quickly. And it depends on how many people per day slash but, week but, reach into that, whether you can okay. run that perpetually or not. Interesting. All right. So, but let's, let's hmm. see that confuses me because <laughs> I'm thinking of the cheat sheet. Okay. Cheat, why would I ever sell? Why would I ever send that to people who are already customers? They already have it. Right. So I wouldn't yep. do Right. Yep. So that's yep. so there would be yep. there would be no hot. Yep. And so we right. So well, and, and this is where we're at. Like there could we have be warm five, though, because it could be people who visited my website but didn't opt into that offer. Right, 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 right. And that's this is where you tweak it for you. So we have like five separate opt-ins. We found our people will opt in for something else and then they'll buy the OTO on that separate opt-in. So every time we create a new opt-in for as long as it's like really different from the first thing. So opt-in for an mp3 we ran for a very long time and it was like well would it work for a pdf so we made a pdf and it was like well let's test this like okay email our list over to our opt-in page but miles you could just set up a click trigger tag thing and active campaign i don't fucking i don't want to do that i actually want to know if they're willing to enter their email address again and then they go see a one-time offer after wow surprise surprise every time we create a new cold uh, a new opt-in funnel i can send my warm traffic to it and then i can also send cold traffic to it so that's why it works for my business and that's why we keep coming up with new you're so funnels. i came up with this one cheat sheet i should be coming up with all different types of ways to get into the email yeah. list yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and compare that would be so, an idea so that would, would you that have a control a, you have a that, control in my opinion and each one of those would be its own campaign because they're they have separate messaging. And I want to track all the data separately on each and every one of them, right? I want to know what's my cost per lead, what's my cost per customer acquisition on okay. each one of those. So, so what like, you're trying to do is, so your, your pool cheat sheet is the best thing you've figured out so far. Yes. So one daily, weekly task of mine is to beat my control. That's your control. It's the best damn thing you come up with. It ain't, it ain't the best ever. Like no. you or another copywriter should be working actively to destroy that thing to render it like that whole idea of you should be working to make your products and your stuff obsolete that that's how it's like what's a more compelling offer than that and sometimes that's a split test on the landing page but sometimes it's something that's just it's totally different free plus shipping offer would be because technically that's like campaign, lead generation right? yeah it's a separate thing like how does that work what are my metrics on that okay and that's a very that's a very drastic and different thing you're you're not like oh checklist versus cheat sheet 
and everything looks the same, but you change two words, right? Like uh, that you're not going to get a drastic. No, right. You need drastic. Difference. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. So, okay. <clears throat> that makes sense to me because I can think of myself and say, well, I have this cheat sheet. That is a campaign. I'm running it. It converts. It, it gets good mm -hmm. leads or it gets cheap leads, but it doesn't convert to my OTO. So maybe my OTO for that specific Facebook audience needs to be altered, right? Because mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's this one sort of like string. And so I'm like, okay, I have an idea. Let's do a, let's do a, uh, a water chemistry crash course webinar, hour long yeah. webinar. And yep. I'm going to create a separate campaign. Mm -hmm. I'm going to create my warm and cold audiences and targeting. And yep. then I'm going to create maybe like four to five ads that are all just different types of copy, different types of, yep. of creative to get people to sign up for this webinar. Yep. And then and then measure and and that campaign is a conversion campaign. So because I want to know after the webinar, are they buying the friggin' product? Right. Right. And are you and, and, and you're gonna do the song and dance and you're you're gonna sell the hell out of that. You're gonna do it live the first course. time, right? Yep. And so once it's done live, then you set it up as instead of like free webinar with a webinar registration, you know, free video reveals. And then it's just a standard opt-in for a video type thing and yeah. the video plays and you're not so, trying to like make it feel webinar-y, but if you nail it on the first one, the odds are it could work. And I would send everyone who's ever come in contact with you through that thing, even yeah. if they bought in the past, I don't freaking care. Let them buy again. Like, I don't, I'm not going to prejudge them that they don't want to buy the same thing twice or whatever yeah. else you're selling at the back end of it. Like you can make the offer on the back end of that. Like not only are you going to get the digital book, but I'll send you out four cans of chemicals. Rawr! Yeah. You know, right. Like, you can make a, bigger offer and you could make it into a $99 offer that has like part digital part shipment stuff mm. because not only is this the how to but you need these two things you need the the bromine shock and whatever I don't know that's your stuff so yeah so it, it just sounds like to me your test and the upsell is more chemicals right so right. you sell them that first thing that's got that and then by the yeah. way you want to just 3x the chemicals since we're shipping it to you and you're already paying shipping like might as well get 3x well more same, yeah. and so now your your free webinar actually generates uh, $149 as an average ticket value yeah you have a much bigger budget to run ads to get leads to get a customer if you're making 149 but then you've cost of goods sold blah 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 this is the game, right? I think the biggest the biggest takeaway so far for me has been thinking about like I'm thinking about ads in the the very like literal sense of like I have I don't want to pick that. Wait, I'm like what can I what can I uh pick up that's not uh nefarious? Uh okay. All right, no, there's a better one. Are you in your BDSM dungeon over there? Yeah, there's a little, there's here? some there's some paraphernalia that I shouldn't pick up. Um, gotcha. Candle, right? Okay. So like I sell this candle, it's a hop candle, right? Hop smell. Okay. So the way that I'm thinking about advertising right now, Google, Facebook, TikTok, all of that shit is mm -hmm. I'm going to create as many different ads to sell this one candle. Okay. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I can only do like four ads. Like I did like, you know, four different images, right? Yep. With, with copy, the same copy, four different videos that are just like the same video chopped up different hook, whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, now I have these eight creatives, just this one candle, right? You know, two of them work pretty well overall. Like the whole thing's not working, right? Because you so, only have half a big idea. So, because I'm only, it's a fucking this candle. Is, this is my idea. That's it. But that's not a big idea. It's a candle. Anyone can do a candle. Right. Okay. So what's and your then, offer for the candle? So it's, it's 
nine for free if I pay shipping. Oh, so can I get it for just like a free candle? Just pay nine ninety nine shipping versus a nine ninety nine candle with free shipping. Which one of those offers works better? This is why you need nine ninety nine free ads. shipping. Well, you don't fucking know that. Don't make it up. You can't. You can't make shit up. Like this is what I'm saying. So, All right. Like, like so, let's say how let's talk because you're you're jumping to the ads. So what you have a great sales letter that you wrote, Mister Master Copywriter, dude, or you know, like this is so. What are all of the targets you can send that to? Which means, what are all the different ways you can sell that thing? So you could sell that thing to me on a three pay, spend $5 today, I'm gonna ship it out, and then I'll bill you $5 in a week for the next two weeks after that. And if you don't like it, send me back the candle and I'll refund all your money. And that is an idea. That's a big idea, right? Because it's a way of selling the candle. And I don't think Same that's product. a big idea. But right, it's, so then there's the free plus shipping version. So it's like, get the candle for free if you, just pay shipping and the shipping's enough to cover your costs. And then there's just selling the candle straight up from sales. So there's three different ways we can try selling that thing. And then there's, so sell the candle, but sell it with like a little PDF ebook that has the hoppy candle IPA bath time ceremony, yep. Yep. right? You could add what bonuses are you adding on to the candle is another thing that can possibly convert. So these are all of the ways of like, what's the, offer and how is that offer like actually more compelling because we could go to etsy right now and type in hop candle on etsy and we're bombarded with shit offers for that same sort of thing so bogo would that be an idea buy one get one free absolutely that would be so, an idea would all right so let me say let me let me have my original candle idea where i'm just okay. selling it for straight direct, sales letter straight sales straight letter yep 9.99 for the best damn candle you ever done smell so okay First of all, you said sales letter. I'm I'm just sending them to a Shopify page. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's rookie. So, That's so rookie. mate, like like, go back to your store when you used to work in the pool store. Yeah. Right. They yep. walk in. A sales professional who was probably a 13 year old kid walks up, meets them where they are, helps them figure out exactly what's right for their solution, gets the right product in their hands. And then you walk them to the cash register after they uh -huh. know that okay. this is the right product for them. Got it. Right. So your your sales letter is your salesmanship in print. And there has that's a that's a key part of your sales process. Okay. So this one candle, direct offer, that is a campaign. Yep. 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 The so BOGO, one lander, it's got one thing. BOGO is BOGO, separate, the second idea, separate yep. campaign. Correct. And now I can compare them. And I can look at my average order value. I can look at my average cost per customer acquisition. I can look at my refund rate. There's all kinds of metrics that you can start to break out from those to have actual hard data that says when I sell my thing this way versus that way, it's a better offer. And you, you see this in like, if you go back to the infomercials mm. where it was like, you know, get two flexi seals and you order today and we'll throw in the Ginsu knives and we'll double the order for you. Like yeah. they're making these irresistible offers that you can't, like if you kind of wanted it when it was just this thing, but now you get the knives and you get twice as many of them. Well, uh -huh. and there's a hundred percent money back guarantee on this thing. Uh -huh. And that countdown timer, they're only gonna let me buy it for the next six minutes. Oh, good Lord. I better get on the phone and call and buy that thing right now. So it's so compelling. You, right. Okay. So to, I, so that, that part I understand I'm, I'm looking at, so, you you seem to have tapped into some type of like research funnel that I can't put myself into when when I'm like looking at because like thinking about like Facebook um, 
ad library, right? Okay. I've seen watch a ton of your videos where you go through that and you even like give out those files of the ones that you found that were like, these are working so well. Yep. So I'm like, you know, go, I'll go in, type in the word friggin' pool, type in the word hot tub, whatever, and yep. just get get a list. And I try to scroll down to the ones that are old as shit. Yep. Doesn't exist in any, either of my industries. Right. I'm the only person who would have an ad from May. Right. Most people are not using direct direct response marketing in order to market their stuff. Most of most of your industry, it like you are the disruptor, right? Like literally, you are the one trying to do direct to consumer what has been done by Leslie's pool supplies and a bunch of other indie type stores for freaking ever. But people don't want to go to those anymore. People are glued to their devices now. And right. you're literally constructing a new pathway for them to get what they already are buying in a more efficient and more effective way. You just need to create a series of steps that each have the right words on them that ignite somebody's brain in a way that make them say, well, this is a fucking no brainer. Like I want all of it. And now let's go click buy. Perfect. And then, well, if they're going to get one can of chemicals, do you want to just get three? Because honestly, this one can is only going to last for a month and let's let's do what's right for the because so then it's like well how do you do the upsell is it let's do what's right for the environment mm -hmm. you know let's let's since i'm already spending diesel to ship it out like i don't know if people care about that i don't think people care about the environment because everybody <laughs> seems to want to drive lamborghinis and fly on private jets yeah even though they're talking about right like everybody's I'm talking about environmentalism but they just want to like everybody wants to flex in front of a fucking private jet yeah so cool. the truth of the matter is different than what people say in their narratives. And yeah. so you can you can mimic the narratives in your text and think, oh, this is what people want. And then you look at the data, and you're like, fuck, nobody wants that. You you repurpose it the other way. And it's like cheap as shit. I'm gonna make this super cheap. It, you know, it's a race to the bottom, as you've said, it's a commodity. So let's just get them on the customer list by dropping that price down to the lowest it could be, which is free, just pay shipping. And voila, now you have a customer list growing. Perfect. How much are you paying per new customer on that list? Well, you're cash flow negative six bucks per customer. Great. How much do you make per customer at 30 days, at 60 days, at 90 days on an average set of a thousand customers? Aha. Uh -huh. You might be very, very excited to go cash flow negative six dollars per customer when you know for a fact that at 90 days you make $187 per customer on average. That means you're making $181 of profit less whatever you spend an ad to make that one sale. But in theory, the $6 is what it costs to make that sale, right? And when you have that data that says that's the way it is, you can then just get more and more confident throwing that money out there, looking at these negative cash flow days because you know over large data sets that works. While that's running, you're on the next one. Like, what's my next big idea? What's my next big hook? So there's buy one, get one free is a great idea. Free plus shipping is a great idea. Um, is simply 25% like, off a great idea? I think, I, I don't think so. I think that mm -hmm. uh, Groupon killed sub 50% discounts, right? I think Groupon back in when Groupon was a thing, like if, if you ain't doing a third, I think Groupon's minimum was 30 something percent. Um, so like if you can get over the, if you can get up to 50% off, I think that's a, a fairly big idea, but like, mm -hmm. what's the difference? from your metrics at 50% off versus doing free plus shipping with a $9 shipping. Can you get right. the exact same amount of money per customer by reorganizing it? Um, the other thing is like pay a dollar now, I'll ship it to you and then we'll bill you the rest in 30 days. That's fucking crazy.
That is yeah. crazy to do. But that's the kind of stuff that like these old timer dudes, oh, that book's over there. I was going to show you that same pamphlet yeah. again, yeah. right? They were like, literally mail this back. We'll give you the book for free plus a bonus for free. And then we'll bill you in 21 days, three bills of $7. Like there's a whole lot of trust inside of that mechanism. And that thing scaled to 50 million bucks. Sure. Um, and, and so the offer, like you're reading it and it's like, okay, so it's got all this stuff I want. And like, wow, I don't even have to pay for it. Like, and even if I get it and ship it back, they'll give me my money back. And then I get to keep the bonus. Like, so it's like, they're getting a reward, even if they try it and get all their money back out, it, it becomes like a, an absolute no brainer of an offer because it's just stacked with all those levels of value. All right. So I think I understand the offer piece. I understand want, wanting to create multiple creatives because dynamically Facebook's going to pick the one that works and yep. you can just try a bunch of different things, whatever. Yep. Um, it doesn't seem that important. Actually, it seems like it seems like the offer, the big idea is the most important thing. It is. Okay. Just because it is. Yep. Um, because if you're, if you're big, if your offer and your big idea is shite, there's no creative that's going to make that work. Right. Right. Okay. But if your offer and your big idea is so good, even rubbish creative is going to get some people are going to find their way to get it. Be like, really? That thing's for free? Like, yep. okay. I'm and like, an, idea, an idea is simply an offer, whether it's a free offer for a cheat sheet, a webinar, or, you know, a free canned, a free physical product, or just free plus shipping, yep. or or just free shipping or even, you know, 50% off is a, is a, is a compelling offer or like buy now, pay later, buy now, pay later bundling, you know, it's bundling. like, get this and then you'll get yep. this and this and this and this and this and this all for the low, low price of blah, blah, blah. So another one would be a subscription. So let's say they need yeah. one can of chemicals per month. Mm -hmm. So for a dollar trial, they'll get the pH testers. They'll get the mini can yep. to get started. Mm -hmm. And then in seven days, we'll bill you for your first month and so you'll get seven day or in 14 days so then you've got this dollar trial for the diy at home pool care kit yeah. you'll get the book you'll get the this you get that you pay a fucking dollar so you're cash flow negative on that but then your rebuild start at 14 days and then you're monitoring like how many people rebuild and if enough people rebuild and if they stick on those memberships for two years and your ltv is you just yeah. broke the fucking industry dog yeah. like you so, literally just you will now be able to mathematically go acquire every customer that leslie's pool has ever had because leslie's pool has some stoner working behind the counter that, that doesn't want to actually be there and you are giving people a way better experience to get what they need which is a clear pool Right. Which is more time with a family. It ain't the chemicals. We've talked about that, but that's copyright, right? It's it's all the other stuff. Int okay. That makes sense to me. Big, right? That's big. All that's the, a really and, big idea. And all of those ideas slash offers are the campaign. That's that's the whole kit and caboodle. I would connect campaign to lander for you mentally. Yep. So when you come up with a new lander, that's like a new thing. And yep. theoretically it could be the same product. It's just, it's totally different. It's a different, different offer. offer. Exactly. Now, now we're going to build a new campaign and that way you can go break out all those campaigns and your naming convention should be, you know, like FPS free plus shipping, um, I 50, see. 50 off. And then, so you can look at it right there, the campaign view FPS okay. brought me in customers for this and this for that. And all right. So, that makes sense. That is eye-opening. Creative, that part I understand just from a creative perspective. Now, the ad set as I think where a lot of people get tripped up, yep. including myself, which is like, I, and I think it has changed. 
over the years, right? Yeah. So, you know, they would, I would, I've heard people say, you know, you need to create 10 different ad sets uh, with like different like targeting groups. And then within all those ad sets are the same 10 ads, you know? So it's like, you're just constantly duplicating ad sets. And, yep. and it's like, all right, we'll target a lookalike audience on 1%, a lookalike audience on 3%, a lookalike audience yep. on 5%, yep. um, do a, you That's know, old school. Uh, yeah, target, it's old school. It's old school. That's dumb. So um, now it's might, just the bigger the pool, no pun yep. intended. Yep. The better you better. So like lots of creative, lots of creative dynamic. The dynamic, okay. um, creative. Uh, but I could think of my ad sets in what you said earlier of like the hot, warm, and cold, where hot maybe doesn't make sense for certain things, but warm and and warm and cold, meaning cold being just like basically everybody in the United States. You know, yeah. above the uh, the age of maybe like thirty, because you have to yeah. have a house, and at least I could probably narrow that down. I could probably go look at my analytics and tell you like There's a lot of renters know, who have pools in their twenties. There are not renters with pools that take care of them. Oh, ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, they take care of them. Got it. So, right, industry knowledge makes sense. Yeah. So it's like really, I think thirty is too young. I don't. There's cool. there's and it would be depending on where you live. Like, I'm not going to spend that money in New York City. No one has a pool. Right. Right. So it's like so all these parameters that you add, you're going to increase the cost per everything across the board. Right. So everything, every time you tell Facebook, I want this. Down. And that's why. That's why we're not doing the look like here, the look like there. Because when you give them parameters, they're like, cool, we'll we'll meet your parameters, but we're gonna go ahead and charge you a lot. And when you're like, hey, just just let this thing run theoretically, they're gonna go find you the best people at the best price. And and, so and you use your creative to essentially like get them to stop. Yeah. Does your pool look like this? Like somebody who doesn't have a pool is like, nah, nope. Oh, this, this thing, this AI is broken. God, look at how dumb these ads are. But it's learning the whole time. Um, and then it, it learns and learns and learns and people who uh, figure it out. And yeah, I, you, you know, side by side pool before and after of the same pool where you got the picture with a thing down it, like, you know, how to go from this to that in 30 minutes. Yeah. Because it is just throw a cap full of this stuff in it and voila, it fixes itself. I mean, maybe that's not how it works. Okay. So that all makes sense to me. I have a few more specific questions cool. and I just want to get your thoughts on them. All right. Um, the idea of spending money to promote purely valuable content. Yep. To me, that feels incredibly stupid. Good. Right? It should. Yep. Sure. Yep. I'm just saying, because I'm like, well, I already have my blog, which gets organic traffic. I already have my YouTube right. channel, which gets organic traffic. Now we're doing social media, which gets organic traffic. Why would I pay to just send out something that say was a banger, but like the thought process there would be, okay, I'm going to pay money and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to use that money to find out, you know, who's watching 50% of these videos. And then I would target them as a separate ad set. Because yeah. they're gonna, or they'd be just baked into my warm ad. You're extending the sales cycle is what you're doing. So the question is, the 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 actual theoretical question is, if I so a organic SEO visitor who reaches my website and then mm -hmm. ends up on YouTube, if I pay to make sure that they see my videos when they're on YouTube, a value based video on YouTube, does that help when I then retarget them again for the opt-in? And does that give me a higher, a lower cost per lead, a higher conversion rate and a higher uh, customer average customer out 
customer order value yeah. on that product. So it gets really convoluted really quickly, and it gets really difficult to measure in a world that's getting more difficult to measure anyways. So I would not call that like a beginner approach to anything, because I think you can simply just try, like just crack the nut of selling your stuff. And then once you have cracked the nut of selling your stuff, it's like, how do I introduce more people to my stuff? And if cold's not working, then like, okay, so if you have data that says warm traffic people convert at this really high rate and cold traffic people convert down here, well, then I want to go buy as much traffic. I want to make as many cold people, warm people first, and then I want to go ahead and pitch them on an offer. What? How can I make a cold person warm? Let's send them super useful content. Um, and then you measure that process of super useful content to direct to sale versus cold traffic to opt in to sale totally different pathways to sale what are your numbers what you, you measure and you okay what are the ways and there's another thing you have to measure in here is like what did that do to your sanity <laughs> trying to run the account and run the numbers right like what did it do to your what your sanity oh do you, you know like like at some point we can make these things so convoluted that they just they 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 yeah. kind of make our eyes go cross and we, yeah. we do nothing whereas for people who are like oh god this sounds so complicated like the whole point is really big idea, really great offer with, with really good sales copy, and then send visitor who's interested in what you have over to your sales messaging and measure the conversion rate. Then let's add an opt-in before it. Let's make that sales page a one-time offer, but request received up top, literally like super simple, hack it together, and then send a cold traffic to an opt-in and then to a sales page for the same thing. And then let's compare that. those two things. And let's just compare. What are what are well? I got leads on this one and that. So my effective cost per lead. Okay. So I made a little less on the one with leads, but I did get these 80 leads. And now I can track that in two weeks, four of those 80 leads bought. And actually, when I look through a 30-day window, structure B brought a better cost per acquisition, more customers, more profit than A. Bingo. Now I have data that says the little bit of complexity is worth it compared to add to sales letter. But like for most people, just like sell your stuff is the the simple answer, right? Like, yeah, you know, there's millions of people with pools who buy pool chemicals. They're buying pool chemicals all the time. Like, can you sell them pool chemicals directly? Yeah, straight it's, up? It's, 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 it's essentially like you're dialing in the offer and you have Facebook, like I, I just, the reason why I think that I said that that idea of like sending people content is stupid is because for me, at least I have a giant, you know, retargeted list that, mm -hmm. that I have a great warm audience on Facebook, but also if we're doing broad targeting, like let the friggin' robots figure it out. I, I yep. shouldn't, you know, why spend, why spend my money to figure it out for them? Right. Yep. So but you're, but I think what you're saying is like, if you've got an offer that's super dialed in and it's making like a shitload, you're like, you're doing well on a, on your warm audience. Well, just now you can make a bigger warm audience. Like now yes. you can afford to yes. pay to, to make a bigger warmer. Yes. Audience. Okay. Right. Confidently, because you have some Confident. data that says that path seems to work. And if you yep. can go in your analytics and you, if you can go in your analytics and see that these three posts that you have actually drive sales at an outlier rate. They're, you know, 0.8% of people who reach that post actually buy something, whereas your average is 0.1. 
well, let's can, let's just try running some traffic to it and see what happens type thing. Just just running like a, a traffic campaign directly to that post. I'd buy every keyword I could. I'd go look at what keywords I'm getting traffic from. I'd find the ones that, that are relevant but are really low numbers because for some reason you're not ranking for that. Go optimize for it for sure, but run some Google ads on it too. And like if right. it works, drive more traffic and then measure. Did it still work with, and I'm talking like 10 bucks a day type stuff, right? This isn't yeah. like, I don't, it ain't about going and spending a bunch of money. It's just, if I apply more traffic, do those numbers hold? Hold. Or does my 0.8% go down to 0.2% when right, I apply the pay traffic? Well, because, right, pay traffic is definitely going to perform differently than, than organic. Yep. yep. Maybe not yep. necessarily on Google, but right. certainly on Facebook, right? And on Google, you're, you're able to buy in the in the alignment with their intent right you know that they're searching for certain types of phrases you can pull yeah. those kinds of phrases from analytics so you can yeah. you can go and on youtube in theory you can actually build these lists of videos uh with something like tube sift if you've found that tool and you could build like a list of videos and then you could just literally directly run your video ad in front of all of those placement right. videos which are the most popular videos for pool maintenance in your space and then so when people are going to your competitors you get to interrupt them for a quick minute and you know they're trying to watch your competitors and if they like your competitors they they might want your free thing um and then you can build this list of youtube video competitors that work and they got the facebook thing that works over here and mm. then you go in and you start trying direct mail or direct email to the next mark lists or something um yeah so i mean Again, what I'm hearing too is like, it's not simply, okay, I have all these things set up kind of on the back end. Now let's just spend money to get more people into those things. It's almost like you're starting with the idea of paid advertising being this completely separate thing from organic, right? Because organic's going to do what organic does. There's yep. really, you know, you can optimize for it and you should, but it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm getting 3% conversion rate on my OTO page from organic. Google traffic, as soon yep. as I go and throw that exact same funnel in front of a paid audience at say $10 a day, I measure that it takes what, two weeks for me to find out that like, all right, shit, I just spent, you know, what is it like $140 yep. and I've, I didn't, I only made $47 because yep. I only sold maybe one course out of that right. because the conversion rate doesn't work the same right. with organic as it does. Cool. So it's like, okay, I can look at that and go, let's turn that one off because yep. it didn't work. But right. I'm going to duplicate that offer and I'm going to change the, the OTO page and I'm going to change the opt-in, <clears throat> right? To something that I think might work a little bit better for the Facebook audience. Turn that on, $10 a day, another 14 days, measure that, see how that goes. Okay, that didn't work. And I'm just constantly, most of the time, losing, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Like, okay. like it is, um, <laughs> you know, Frank Kern, uh, he's like, you know what we call it when something works the first time, right? It's a, a miracle. fucking miracle. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like literally, it's a fucking miracle if it works the right time. And the worst thing that could ever happen to someone is, is they they launch a campaign and it actually works because, yeah, I mean, we are 80, 90% fail rate max. I mean, mid, excuse me, like 80, 90%. But what happens is we do enough. So if you're a 90% fail rate, that means you have a 10% hit rate. Well, if you do two things, the odds are you're going to see zero results. If you five things, the odds are you're going to see zero results. You might see one. But if you do 150 things, the odds are you're going to have a little collection of things that work consistently over time. And, and it so just like, sounds like the ad, the front end, like, you know, running the ads, like that's just 
just to get that's like 25 percent of the battle maybe it's all about the offer it's all about crafting an offer that converts at a high rate consistently and there and, and there's complexity to that because i because i think to myself okay like you know i'm selling this candle right now on my shopify store it has a set price of 9.99 right okay i'm yep. like okay that's I, I would love to just drive people directly to that sales page and it, it just fucking works right yep. that would be great and may and that could happen right but i'm like okay well i have another idea i want to do uh, a bogo right okay yep so i'm like all right i'm going to create a separate campaign i'm going to create okay. all new fucking copy all new okay. you know, whatever yep. And I now I'm like, well, I don't have a sales page that has a BOGO offer. I have to create right. a new sales page. Correct. So I duplicate that or I create some sort of a quickie ass sales page that's like, guess what? Buy one. No quickie sales pages. No quickie sales pages. Like your sales copy is the most important thing in the world, right? So, you so I, I would I, I would like, do you have like a high powered, like a fucking sales copywriter assassin on your team? No. Me. I would probably hire someone. No, I would probably hire someone. So, so Melanie and I are probably the best copywriters for our brands, but we got this girl who gets our stuff and all she does is write compelling copy for us. And so that's where most of my new offers are coming from, right? So we don't even have to really create the offers anymore. I work with her. It's expensive. She's 150 bucks an hour. Um, she doesn't have all that much time. I've been not fired by her, but like she she just gets some people buy up her time for 200 bucks plus an hour and she's like yo i'm gonna go all in on this project if you want help it's gonna be 250 bucks an hour type shit. i'm like oh well you go enjoy that call me when that project's done so i found and it took me again finding seven or eight people who didn't really work that well but someone who i can just fire off projects to and she comes back with things um my new sales letter so she's working on both of our brands at this point in time and when you like someone who can write salesmanship and print like an actual copywriter is they they're the magic makers behind this game that make it work. And I found her on Upwork. Um, mm. And so, so she will, so she would create like, you know, let's say you, I have this BOGO idea, right. Yep. For these two candles, I would be like, Hey, you know, like get it, get it, get something written and then design a sales page. That's specifically saying that this is a BOGO sale. You got a special button, like it's it's kind of like custom built because like you don't have like this like again I'm just selling mine become separate lead pages right so it's a separate lead page and they're yeah. simple all white they got a big headline prehead maybe subhead probably and then text and it's like so here here's an idea and a buy I'll, I'll, oh yeah oh yeah and then yeah. and then a money back guarantee and then testimonials oh, and then yeah, another yeah, yeah. buy button and then the story and then pictures of people with it and then another buy button and it's okay. probably you know you're gonna write. 4,000 words to sell a 999 candle. And most people, if you showed it to them, would look at that uh, or Steph, okay? like no one's going to read all of that copy. Yeah, right. The wrong people won't, but the right people, they will. So here, here's an idea for you, right? Okay. So like, let's say you sell like a beer bath kit. Okay. And like, like beer take a beer kit. Bath. Like you're a beer guy. Have you ever like, had a like beer so in a bath? Oh no, the bath bomb, right? So it's like a hoppy bath bomb. Uh -huh. So it's got the bath inserts. It's got the the IPA bubbly foam. You got your yep. hoppy candle, and so now you get to have this like the man bath. That's see, that's a that's a really big idea. Like, would that work? Did you see the Sasquatch soap stuff that yes. ran on YouTube? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that worked, right? That he scaled that. That scaled like crazy, right? I think they actually sold that soap company. They scaled it so quickly, right? And so this is the idea of like, are you actually selling a candle? 
or are you selling like an experience, bag. right? Because no. beer showers or shower beers are like a uh, thing. There's, yeah, there's like, yeah, there's, uh, there's like a subreddit around it. Uh, well, that that's when you just drink beer in the shower. Yeah, 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 totally. But there's like, but there, yeah, th yes, that is a thing. Yeah, it gets weird. Beer, yeah. Okay, I think oh, you're yeah, saying yeah. That, that it gets weird. So, but this is what I'm saying is, so this is this is what a copywriter is going to look for is like, what's the big, big, big idea? And so maybe like the hops on your skin actually like I don't fucking know. That's what copywriters right. do, right? They they come up with these these angles and these ways to make it this new thing that people have never heard of, to where you're not selling a candle and a bath bomb, you're selling like an experience. Yeah. And I think that was a funny enough experience that like, you can just picture a bunch of IPA bros sitting in a bathtub, like bliss, you know, it's probably, probably and, not, not. And you, hit, so but. like, okay, I completely understand and follow that logic all the way through. I know exactly how I would set that up, except I get tripped up right now in the ad sets level where I'm like, should I, shouldn't I just target men? Yeah, you could, but you never know. Like, do you know any ladies who drink IPA? Well, if my if all of my sales copies just take a man bath as an example, would no, I? Only... What well, you call an IPA bath or a beer bath? Sure. Okay. So you then, go, you would, right? so you would want to go broad then? Oh, for oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to prejudge any women or men. Like, yeah, I, I have okay. no clue who would buy that. Like I have no clue who would. Because I, that. I mean, I can tell you right now, like our audience. If you look at Google Analytics, more women than men read our blog. On the beer blog? No, no, no. On no, no, no. On Swimming Diversity. Oh, okay. It's gotcha. sixty percent yep. women to forty percent men. Interesting. Yeah, wouldn't have thought that. Wouldn't have I thought know. that. YouTube is is the other way. Are they the stay at home moms? You think? Um, it it yeah, it's basically. It hey, do you ever call your customers? That, like, there's do you ever little, call so, them? There's a lot of widows. Okay. Um, there's a lot of yeah. They just because they're home with the kids and they're like during the summer with the pool, like that's. Or the hot tub. They're the one to shop. The they're, the like, they're just the, they're just the one to, to take it. care of the house. Like, they're on it. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, it has gotten, it used to be really female driven. And now it's kind of like evened out. And when you look at like TikTok and, and reels, that's mostly men. And yeah. when you look at Pinterest, that's mostly females. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, obviously the platform definitely matters. Like the blog doesn't have the same metrics as the YouTube channel. Cause the YouTube channel right. is mostly men. But like in this whole idea, it's like just target every freaking person, at least who's like over the age of, in my case, maybe 35 or, you know, or, you know, would it make sense then to target homeowners? Is that too much targeting? Because at least that weeds out. The, the, the reason the reason I can't actually even answer is like how much extra does that cost? So let's say, yeah. think of it this way, right? You have floor per click cost. It's not how they work. There, it's an auction, blah, blah, blah. But just imagine it this way, that there's a floor per, and like when we were looking at the list mark next yeah. list, right? I was like, oh, if you want their email, it's five cents. It's like $5 per thousand more. If you want this, it's five. Then that's like Facebook ads works in a similar way, right? You're gonna pay this much to get your message out. And if you wanna tell me that you want these folks, it's gonna cost you a little more. If you want women who are homeowners, it's gonna cost you more and more. Yeah. The theory is that the AI and the machine learning is now getting smart enough that it's going Figure to know for you. who for you. And this is what you test ultimately. But but none of that really matters until you have a really truly proven converting backend thing. Often, okay, right. And that's so. So my question on the the woman versus the male landing, like, can you look in your customer list? Can you do an analysis of names to figure out if you have more women or men buying? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your I mean, VA, can, yeah. your had, VA could probably give you a rough estimate. Good yeah. lord, 
wouldn't you want to know if your current customer base is 80% women? Well, then I think you know which platforms they're on and you could probably target messaging to them. You could probably have images mm -hmm. of a happy mom pouring chemicals in on top of their kids and their kids are like, ah! you know, like sure. obviously don't use that imagery. But so yeah. this is this is where like the data can lead you to these other ways to craft these other messages, these other landing pages that target them. Because so that you really, mom, I mean, it's this is not again, like just kind of saying this out loud just for myself and if and any anyone who's listening it's like it's a lot of work it's not it's difficult yeah yeah it, it paid like it's a great challenge because when i think about it in the sense of like if i just try to master facebook right that's one thing we're talking about not just creating ads which i already find difficult right it's like creating the ads creating the the ad sets creating the idea the whole thing but then it's like setting you know you have to create a whole new freaking landing page you're going to have to set up some new like discount code for how to track all of that stuff like you're going to have to set up this like massive thing almost 90% knowing that it's probably going to fucking fail yes yes okay yeah <laughs> i just awesome, right? i love hearing that cuz it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah bro that's it. You know, baseball players, like if you if you get a hit one out of every three at bats, you 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 may actually be able to get into the Hall of Fame if you fail seven out of ten times. Right. Like people, people don't think in these terms of what we do is the absolute highest level pro level. And here's here's the positive side on the other side of it is you can disrupt an entire industry and you could build an eight-figure brand with literally hundreds of thousands of dollars per month in recurring cash flow automatedly selling a commodity that people are already buying, right? So the the gem that's hidden inside of the mountain that you're digging with a spoon into the mountain, you're like, oh, that's a lot of work digging into the spoon with the mountain. Yes, it is. But there's potentially gigantic diamonds inside of this, which is why it's worthy. It's it's like, it's like the best game in the if world. If you can crack you that code, it. if you can if you can break through and 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 find it you make more than pro sports players not the elite ones but i make a lot more than most baseball players right sure. like we make a lot more than most pro players not the elite ones but like dog i hang out a lot right i yeah. spend because so here's the thing i'm i paddleboarding season is coming to an end here at the mm -hmm. lake garden time i'm thinking i'm thinking about big ideas i'm like man what is the like what's a new interesting way like i'm just and it's so i spend more time did a podcast episode on this you know spend more time thinking like like what are those big ideas that are so compelling that i'm like ooh, i have to go build that out and then you get the the charge because you're like dude buy one get one free candles like that's that's such i don't know like that's that's a huge idea and obviously like free plus shipping to candle like i don't know like that's where you, you start sure. to play with these ideas and half the ideas i think are going to be great fucking tank or more than half and some of these ones, I'm like, eh, I don't know if that'll work, but I'm gonna do it anyways. And all of a sudden it works. I'm like, of course that one works. I doubted yeah. it and didn't think it was gonna work. And it hurt. Okay. One last question. Sure. Cause I feel like I, I, I now, get it. I now get it. And I almost like, I wanted to talk about, you know, like overall strategy. Cause it's like, or how I plan to think about swim university going forward, which is just like, I think the thing that I like is it's it's not industry dependent it, it's really just look every week you should have a new fucking idea and you should implement that that full funnel every week or month once a month at the very minimum right it's like 
the and moment you're so so controls and variations right so your control is what's working it's the yeah. best performing thing you've got you should always be working to beat your control always so the moment you get so that we create a test variation here's my variation to go after beating my control the data starts running on that I don't care too much. I'm, I'm already thinking about what's my next variation because I'm not trying to make little variations. Like, oh, I went with a blue button on that one. So now I'm going to try a blue button with yellow tech. Like those aren't what I'm testing. Not, I'm testing yeah. like free plus shipping versus 80% yep. off. Yep. And then it's same like, okay, product. same product, same thing. And theoretically, I want to have the same amount of money coming in. Yeah. I just want it to, I want it to appear yep. to be a different offer to people because guess yes. what? People like free shit. And then yes. if I can advertise free pool care, like, hey, get a month's supply of pool care for free, like how many pool owners, most people are going to be swiping right past, but a pool owner is like, what is this all about? It's a really big idea that's going to stop their scroll yep. as long as you got some imagery and boom, now they're going to pay attention to it. And then you just measure and it's, so we're all, and sometimes it takes a year, right? So sometimes your cycle, let's say you have a, um, winterizing your pool you're not going to get to do a lot of variation testing on the winterizing your pool project every year you're probably going to get like one you got one window you might get one or two really cool tests and then you're gonna have to wait till next year to do it again so your iteration cycle on different things can be very different and so you would just turn that on for the season and turn it off when it's over totally so solstice is coming up we do we we usually do things for like eclipses and solstices and stuff and once they're done they're done and we, we remember now, we didn't remember in the past, sure. look back and if it worked in 2020, probably should run it again in 2021. And so you just, you basically just have a ton of campaigns that are turned off, but yes. you keep all that data. Tons. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. All those any, anything that gets turned off. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all in there. Unless it gets like flagged for some reason, or if they, Same. if they turn it off, we do delete those from the account. Okay. But Everything else is just a giant sheet in there. And we try to pull those ideas back to like spreadsheets and, and to documents, but it's it's kind of messy. I've I've actually like thought about and threatened uh making some super simple software that would allow us to like track our split tasks and uh, to mm -hmm. track all this because it's like we're it's kind of messy. Yeah, it's um, manual. Yeah, and I just don't care. So like, the there's two there's two thoughts, you know, that piggyback on my final question, but it's like do you think like let's say i come up with a new offer to test against the control like i have a control it's not yep. really working i'm trying i'm going to try to beat it so i do the control i turn it off i have a new variation yep. right different offer i'm going to spend 10 bucks a day yeah sure and how, quick how do long you am i going to let that run for a thousand clicks Thousand. thousand clicks. Uh, so I would say minimum, I would say 500 clicks, but like an opt-in right. page, I can call a little earlier, but when you get to a thousand clicks to something, so if you're actually interested in a one-time offer that displays after an opt-in page, you know, 500 leads, see the opt-in page. So I would do 500 leads and hopefully you're getting a 50% conversion rate. So that's about a thousand clicks, give or take. Um, if you're doing a thousand clicks direct to sale, you'll probably have really consistent data at 400, 500. And you'll start to notice that the data kind of like smooths out at a certain point for you. Yep. And like I called my last split test, shit, that thing, I spent like $500 in traffic overnight and I called it overnight. It got 600 clicks. Um, 
I was comfortable with the statistical significance of that overnight. And I was like, yep, that version, they were very, just, very, very different. So you just went in on your own volition and we're like, I'm going to spend $500 a day on this ad. On yeah, this yeah, campaign. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to hit it. Like, got a new one up. Hit it hard. What it do? What it yep. do? Yep, yep. You hit it. Kick the tires, light the fires. And then you're like, next day, I'm like, yeah, that's good or not, good or not, whatever. First thing in the morning, how many people visit? How much did, you know, because sometimes you set up campaigns, you don't get fucking traffic. Like, what are you doing? I'm trying to spend money over here and they're not giving me any traffic. So, so you'll just bump it up. Yep, yep, yep. Sometimes. And I'll pay to email directly on other people's email lists. So, but that's a that's a benefit of my niche, yeah. right? Like running solo ads, right. for example, is something mm -hmm. that a lot of people talk shit about, but it's like, it's a list of my people. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're biz up, make money online people. If I can go, so I just go queue up a bunch of solo ads for people who I know have pretty good stuff. And like, I know it's worked with my stuff in the past. So it's like, yeah. I, cause I just want the data. Cause that allows me to iterate more quickly than my competitors. And that path of iteration means that, that I can have the data drive me towards a big idea that really works that maybe other people haven't thought of yet. And bingo, that's something that could scale just like direct to consumer mattresses scaled, right? Just like everything's done this direct to consumer shift. And ultimately you have to figure out a product and then an offer, right? Sales messaging for the product. And so if you know about like Purple Mattress, you know, the I think it was the Harmon brothers were really involved in their ad creative, the Dollar Shave Club, right? Yeah. It's a fucking dollar. Okay. How compelling of an offer is that? Well, it's a dollar. Matt, do you spend more? You don't shave, obviously. Well, I um, use Dollar Shave Club. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I love that you use Dollar Shave Cup. It's yeah. a great deal. It's a great value. And then the creative, they did the dude like with yeah. swords and spinning. And the creative was like, you're like, it just pulled you in. And you watch it. In the end of it, you're like, well, that's a no brainer. Like, I actually enjoyed this. And that's a no brainer. So, how long have you been on Dollar Shave Club? Five, six years. Maybe uh, back when I lived in Jersey. So, maybe more than that. Before Gillette Bottom. I didn't know that. Much. For how much? Oh, I have no idea. Billion. Nice. It's a billion dollar exit. Why? Because they scaled this. They had a they had an offer that crushed, and then and they not paired a, it not with a big me. product like a no. really. The my totally. my my thing is this big. It's like this little cartridge of 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 razors that you clearly don't use. Judging for I only use like right here <laughs> and like the unibrow. Like the cheeks. Oh, you shave the unibrow. Your lady doesn't get at it with the. No, I don't story. do that. No. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so much while. faster. I'm just saying like, oh, she just stops me every once in a while. She's like, dude, I won't <laughs> let you go on camera like that. And I'm like, thank you, because I can't see it and I don't look at those things. That wow. just hurts just too much. And then it comes back anyway. Like I can't yeah. stop it. No, I can't stop it. Like I can only stop what happens up here, but everywhere else, I can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just moving. Um, so my you. my last thing but does is that make sense? Like looking at the dollar shape up something that you sense. bought, right? So they they had a say they had an offer. It was a dollar. Like, and you know, going to buy a Gillette Mach 3s, like those things are, it's like, how is it $48 for like three shaver things? Like, yeah. so they, they did something different in a way and then they got attention. They got massive amounts of yeah. attention through creative, right? Through, through off the wall creative. And I would say that the Sasquatch soap guys mimic that. Like he had the one, he was like throwing a plate against the wall, right? Like the YouTube kind of like, um, there's had an interrupt. There's one pool company that tried it. It's cringeworthy. And I'm just yep. like, it's in the product's just way too big. Like it's not, it's, it's sort of like the mattress stuff. Cause you know, they all, you know, like Casper went bankrupt or whatever it was like they, because they, they were losing so much money 
Like they were, you know, they were breaking even or or losing yeah. money on each sale. But it's like, how many mattresses do you buy? <laughs> like you buy one every 10 years minimum. So yeah. it's like, that's a really hard. And then like, you know, uh, Target tried to buy them and they they wanted more money and then they bailed yep. on that. And then yep. and now and now Target's selling them, but they don't own them. Right. So, so part of that is they were VC funded, I think. Right. right so exactly. VCs look at the game different than you and I do. So we want to scale a customer driven, revenue driven business. And they wanted to get a bunch of money from Silicon Valley to go get as many customers as they could at cash flow negative to get as many users as they could. And eventually somehow we'll find a way to be profitable. Right. And we flip that game around to no, no, no. We we test with small amounts of money. We get things profitable and then we scale it to get this huge customer list. And we get to say F you to the Silicon Valley wankers who just want to do nothing but extract money. That is my final question, which is how do you scale on Facebook? Like let's say you got an offer and it and yep. it it is cash flow positive. Yep. What do you do? How much am I spending right now? Since it's your um, hypothetical. All right. The hypothetical was ten dollars a day. Cool. So you've waited two weeks. It's like, okay, this thing, I'm confident that this is going to work. Should I jack it up to a thousand dollars a day? Nope, no, I go to 15 and I probably wouldn't wait two weeks. I'd, I'd probably wait 48 hours to 72 hours. And or, if my numbers look good at 48 hours to 72 hours, I'm going to bump it up to 15 bucks a day, right? Then but do you think you can get a thousand clicks for $10 a day in 48 no, hours? No, but even if I get if I get 427 clicks and the numbers look good, right? My actual, my input output, like I'm put, I put in day three, I put in 30 and I made one sale and I got $49 out. I'm cash flow positive already. Eek! Throw it up a little bit, right? So yeah. this is is test till something works and then scale till it doesn't. And so I'll go 10 to 15. And then the next day I'll look back in. How's it looking? I'll either let it ride at 15 or I'll go up to 20. You let do it ride day by day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just little, little by little. Poco, 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 as my friends in Mexico would say, which means little, little, little. Um, but yeah, just little by little. Um, and then you'll just find a point where you you inch it up and you maybe inch it up two or three times in a row. And you're like, this thing hasn't so put You would never go lately. like from like $100 a day to $150 a day. Uh, like that's too extremely big. Extremely rare circumstances I okay. might. So again, I mentioned, and the reason I hesitated is, is for honesty and integrity is like, so when I have something that's time sensitive, so let's say you had a, I say a Labor Day sale that was ending on Monday and on Saturday, you've been inching up, inching up. And on Saturday, you're like, dude, this thing's working. Then I would think hundred to 150. Yes. If you go from hundred to a thousand, you're going to lose $900 fast, fast. The one thing Facebook's good at is if you, if you fiddle with your numbers and you go eight, I went on one, I was like, oh, this is working. Let's do 800 bucks tomorrow. Well, I spent the $800 and I didn't make a sale. And I made sales the day before when I was only spending $50 each. And it, it's something with their mechanism on how they deploy your funds. And they're like, oh, he wants to spend money quick. Cool. Just, just put it anywhere. And it's like, no, I wanted to spend money on this little thing that works. And so my parameters that I use to attempt to control and focus the machine learning and the AI is how much I'm willing to spend with them. Interesting. Can you hear all that in bracket right now? No. Oh, good. So it's working. Neighbors racketing? No, no, no. We just have the uh, lawn people and they're just blowing like right out the door right there. That's awesome. No, it's no, like, no, not at all. It's 1030, man. Lawn people. Where people are sleeping, aren't they? I wonder if they come up here on my 20 acres and help me manage this freaking mess. Yeah, well, it's okay. So the, the idea of 
so that's, I think another one of my problems is like, if I see something working, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm spending, you know, $50 a day. I'm like $300 a day. Like let's fucking push Ooh, it. Yeah. That's a, that's a recipe for fucking and I'm, and I losing wait, money. Like, my other pro- problem too is like sometimes I'll I'll do like a hundred dollars a day to start a campaign and then yep. just ignore it for two weeks. Even past campaigns that we got up to the hundred dollar a day mark, we still often start them at ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a day. Still, okay. Right? Because I just don't trust. I just don't like. I know what Facebook's ultimate goal is. The Facebook's ultimate goal is more revenue, so they can show month over month revenue increases, so they can show their shareholders that they're worth a lot of money, so people will spend more on their stocks because Zucks earn, owns all the stocks and he wants to buy all of the native lands on the islands of Hawaii, right? I don't really want to contribute to that any more than I need to. So I'm always like, you get this much. And if you perform with that much, I will bring you more. But if you don't perform with this much, my ass is going over to YouTube or I'm going to test some like solo ads or I'm going to do something else somewhere else. And then I'm comparing those against each other. And I want to make sure I'm not reliant on anyone, anyone, any uno, right? Like, I don't want to be relying on what I want stuff that works in other places. And that's how you can kind of sometimes find like funnel a works really well over here. And this type yeah. of messaging works really well over there. And like, Oh shit. Like, and it, it, it becomes, it becomes a creative game. Right. So, so if you really think about it, landing pages that like copywriter created, like they follow all the copy stuff. Do you have my sales letter template thing? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I made an updated version. I'd be happy to give you another one if you want, but like, you know, following that basic structure of like hook, uh, you know, you got to get the proof, the testimony, all of those things. You got to have all of them in. You got to take people on that journey of problem, unique solution, all the way down to the bottom. And then so, you know, could a landing page that like starts at green water problem to solution versus cloudy water to solution versus do you just lead with the the 30 minute per week solution is what of those ideas are the biggest ideas that are going to convert like you don't actually know um so you kind of need to create all of them and drive traffic to all of them and then then you start to see the pattern appear and say ooh when we use this that works and that's like cool so let's keep that working can i does this work over on youtube i now need to create unique creative that's native to that and then it's like, does that also work on TikTok? I now need to create more unique creative, right? I got to turn the phone this way now and do the same damn thing yeah. again. And oh. that's where scale comes from, right? So scale is not just in Facebook going from 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. While that's going on, I'm building this out on other platforms too. Well, you work over here, Pinterest ads. I haven't, I've tested Pinterest ads three or four times. Um, not running them currently right now, but like sometimes they work for a while, sometimes they don't. And like, it's just, so, it, and that's, that's really an interesting thought process, which is like, it's you're, you, you can start on Facebook as an example, cause it's maybe it's easier yep. and you're developing the idea slash offer mm-hmm. and you might have something that works Yep. and then it's like, okay, well, I've already set up all of the, the, I've already set this whole thing up, this idea yep. of like BOGO, let's just say the idea yep. is BOGO on this specific product. Then yep. it's like, okay, well, why don't I, inst- so like the input. Do YouTubers like BOGOs? Right. It's like, so, so would you use the same funnel? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. And so you could probably, and I would use UTM parameters is what I would technically do. And so sometimes we'll even get like, so I'll have like three or four separate URLs that go to the same landing page. And so it's like um, uh, free affiliate, uh, freeaffiliatechecklist.com is one. It'll 
probably set up by anyways it's, it's just a redirect right and i just go redirect that with a utm parameter thing so in my youtube ad i can say go to freeaffiliatechecklist.com or click the link below i don't know what they're doing they might type it in they might not but yeah, sure. if they click the link or if they go to the url directly it's going to add those utm parameters and now i can check how well that did within that funnel and my intention is one great sales like on-page sales process um could just be a straight sales letter, but it also could be an opt-in to a sales letter, yeah. right? To a one-time offer. So I, I really don't fiddle with that much. So my opt-in, my five separate opt-in things that we run really well for my wife's brand, like those, those don't change. That we'll we'll run traffic from freaking everywhere. Um, but those don't change at all. Uh, affiliates mail to those exact same things that we mail to, which is the same thing that Facebook ads runs to. And for me, Facebook ads is really simple because you go in, set up a campaign, 18 years old dynamic creative here's seven images here's seven headlines here's seven calls to action go and it doesn't take much time to kind of set that up therefore it's one of my go-to's um solo ads is something that i think our industry talks a lot of shit about i, I love testing the things people talk shit about um there's a few ways for a few niches that it is so easy like you log in you click buy you enter your your url and that's it. And so when I finished that one landing page, it actually felt easier for me to, and it, a split test. I was like, you know, the fastest way for me to do this, is just go over here and like spend $400, click, click, click from three or four vendors and overnight, instantaneously. I got my data. I got uh, 350 leads. Perfect. This one worked. Bingo. On to the next. And so I'm buying data to figure out what is the most compelling thing and presented in the most compelling way. And mm. theoretically that should be able to scale. So now that this is dialed, we're, my job today is to create a YouTube ad copy for that. So I'm gonna do a YouTube video, um, kind of like pattern interrupt, tell them like, oh, if you're not into this sort of thing, just click, skip the video, right? So on your YouTube ad, you're like, hey, blah, 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 I'll teach you how to make your pool clean. If you don't have a pool, if you're not in the pools, just click skip video. Cause if they skip the video, I don't pay anything. Right, they, you only pay if they watch 30 seconds or if they click on the link. So I'm going to encourage the wrong people to, I'm gonna tell them, call out, click the skip video button if this ain't what you're into. But if it is, let me help you understand. So I'll probably do something like, um, you know, the, the main difference between successful affiliate marketers and affiliate marketers who just struggle and fail. But before I tell you that, if you're not into affiliate marketing, go ahead and click the skip button, but let's get into right. it, right? And I reveal one sort of, it's like a TikTok type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Big promise, one tip, tell them to skip if they don't want it, give them a call to action at the end. So now that I know I converted 60 plus percent from several some from several solo vendors, can I convert 60 plus percent from YouTube ad traffic? Because I can scale the hell out of YouTube ad traffic, but I got to create creative. I got to like make a video. I don't yeah. want to make a video, but I got to, right? Yeah. Could I use an AI video creator and AI voiceover and type up a script? Like technically, yeah, but like it's a personal brand. I probably should actually probably should be on the yeah. And I've done a few YouTube videos. So when you when you think about that in like cuz because Facebook owns Instagram as an example, mm -hmm. would you test those separately? Cuz those are different? Yeah, kind of. Um because it's like a different think, creative to different. That's that's the thing, right? So if you use a square imagery, you theoretically can just kind of mash it all up into one and test it into one. Um, what I would prefer to test would be like, I think a carousel is something I would definitely test. Give people something to interact with, right? Mm -hmm. Like a green pool, 
uh, like pool fail images or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, like what's a carousel? What, how can I get them to engage with it? And that, I don't know if you can do those on Instagram or if that's Facebook only. Um, I wouldn't feel the need to run it on. So I would start with one. I would start with Facebook because I think Facebook's, it skews older. You're going to catch more of the grandma and the grandpas and the mid fifties yeah. and the boomers who did well, who have pools. Like you're going to catch more of them on Facebook, I think. So I would just, I would just focus there and when something works for sure, I would duplicate it out. I would literally take exactly what's working, maybe format it differently for Instagram. If I need to make it square. And then I would say, does it also work this way on Instagram? Yes or no. And then I'd be like, all right, how can we make some creative super quickly for YouTube to also test this? Does this also work on YouTube? YouTube. And for some people they're like, no, 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 Miles, I want to do YouTube first. Okay. I don't fucking fine. care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. The, so, but it's the idea is what's the, the kind of like fastest, easiest thing for you to test. Cause all these platforms have billions of monthly active users. Yeah. And, and the, the Instagram Facebook thing is interesting because obviously like you, you, cause you right now you could go in and just say, all right, well, I'm going to create one ad set, one like broad ad set, four different ads. And I want that, I want Facebook to figure out where to, where those convert yep. the best. Yep. Right. So it's Instagram and Facebook. It's everything. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's okay. just, oh yeah, yeah. If that's just as easy, because I think you can still go, I, I know you can still go into the breakdown, but here's where if the data is not getting passed back to Facebook very well, you could theoretically parse the data and you can go in and break down and, and Facebook will say, hey, we sent this many people from Instagram, we sent this many people. You probably could pull it from your analytics data as well. And you could probably do a comparison there. So if it's easy enough to just group it all together and do that and test it all, like perfect. But if you do it three times and you notice over every time that you do it with all your different offers, when you change things in a big way, that Instagram sucks over and over and Facebook does fairly well over and over, just get Instagram out there, out of there. And, and what's the next thing to test? But like, you know, queue up four images that they give you, queue up four headlines and four calls to action and let their dynamic creative go create what four times four times four is 64 unique variations bingo, right? Like there, that's actually like a 20 minute setup to be able to set things up and to test ads. And you're and talking then, about when you say that you're not, you're not literally talking about creating 16 ads. You're saying create dynamic creative optimizations. What they so call you're, it. you're creating one ad with four images, four headlines, four descriptions. Yeah. 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 And they're in the dynamic creative. Exactly. And dynamic. so, and then they mix and match it all and they won't show, they won't drive traffic to some of them that they'll drive traffic to the ones they think are the best, but it's like, so, so then, really now you're creating like, it's just in, in like visually in Facebook, it's one ad that's just yep. dynamic. Yep. 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 One ad, one ad set. It's simple. Like, like mm -hmm. the whole Facebook game has simplified down, which is in one sense, it's, it's lovely because you can just go deploy things quickly and test. Yep. Um, but at the same time, we more and more, it feels like we're just like inserting hundred dollar bills into right. a black box yeah. and then something Open, comes out yeah. on the other side. Right. Which is like exactly what solo ads are, right? It's like, here's my money, here's my URL. Like, I hope this person. I hope this shit. works. Yeah. Right. And I didn't have some tracking set up right. And like this, like 300 clicks and like zero leads. I'm like, who is that? I was about to like rip. And I, I used a different, um, it was under a different Google Analytics uh, fucking report. Yeah. yeah. And it turned out to convert like 68% of traffic. And I was like, oh, oh wow. okay, talk smack about him. Right. right. So. And it's just this kind of testing over, over time. And you might find over time that you're just like allergic to the Facebook ads platform. 
and YouTube ads works better for you. Some of the people listening, like they probably got their Facebook ads account banned. Shit gets turned off all the time. Yeah. You just have to watch what you say. And I think you're in the clear most of the times. Yeah. But people, you know, like if you say something like, are you tired of being overweight? Facebook's just going to ban your entire account. But on YouTube, you can kind of get away with saying some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And on solo ads, you can act, you can say whatever you want. There is right, no that's the discretion of the, officer. Sure of the list owner, right? Of literally the list owner that you get into on that. So so there are these other variables that come into play when people decide where they're going to focus on. But like, if you can't get something working on one platform, you ain't gonna get it working on all the platforms, right? So educated guess on where your best people are, like well, their grandma and grandpa got a pool. Like my uncle, uh, my father-in-law, Dave, He's, we were talking about it on yeah, the previous good, one. Yeah. He had a pool and he was like, oh yeah, I know that guy. And he maintains yeah. his own pool in Albuquerque. Like, so he's retired. He's 59, retired early from Boeing. Yep. He does all his own pool maintenance. Like he's on Facebook. He's not on Instagram. Right. He, he watches YouTube videos. Yep. Yeah. It's like, and if that's, and, and the thing is, is like, it doesn't matter what creative I come up with. Like, that's not going to sell the product. It's the offer that's going to sell the product. And the, the creative, creative sells the click. Creative sells the click. So yeah. And so I, I it's it, yeah, it's like I gotta sit down like and just start with one idea, which is like, okay, I have like this one kit that I sell for hot tubs, and it's like, all right, I gotta do something. How much is the kit? 97. So what is your cost of goods sold on that? Uh, I could spend up to fifty dollars to get it at acquisition. Gotcha. Yep. So it's like how do you on a product that has a 47 dollar cost of goods sold like yeah. how do you make that a special thing can you break up the kit can we can we offer one piece of the kit for a dollar and then upsell them the rest of the kit is there is there a compartmentalizational way of doing it i know you have ship stations so you're like oh no those are boxed up well yeah but I, I use but these are the thoughts yeah, but I can do, yeah. So it's like, I, you know, all of those products that are in the kit are sold separately also, right? So there is a way are to like- Are there pH testers, the little strippy strippies? No, because they're- Oh. No. oh. I'll have them, yeah. I don't know why, I'm just so- I know you mean, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, that's something I could easily get. Um, right. You know, I could just, I could buy it wholesale. Who gives a shit? Because um, I like the thought of, so there was a study in the 60s or something, and it was, they interviewed people who went into a big box store. And when they walked in, the dominant question was, am I going to buy something today? And then if they bought something, even as little as a 25 cent pack of gum, um, the conversation changes, how much am I going to spend today? So their, right. their internal dialogue changed. So I'm like, what is the sub $10 thing you could sell? What is the $1 thing you could sell? What is the $27 thing that you can, you know, but it, but it also could be value. education, right? Like it could be, 100%. it could be a lead magnet. It could yep. be a, a download. It could be a, yep. a video webinar or whatever. Yep. Yep. I think the webinar, I think you're great. I think you're great on webinar. I think, you know, so much about pools. I think like getting people on a webinar and trying to sell them stuff live, yeah. doing that fairly regularly mm -hmm. might be a really smart thing to do until you get one that absolutely crushes. And then it's like, can Absolutely. I automate that? Yep. And it becomes because like, so the salesmanship and print idea is copywriting. Well, well, you don't have to do that. Like you can just show up be on a video, be a salesperson, then answer every other question and plug the hell out of your stuff and like sell your stuff because it yeah. is a better option. And you stand there and you're like, dude, this is the better option. Like, like we're, we're eliminating 16 middlemen by going directly with each other. I've been, you know, and like, here's my story and yeah, okay. and I was, right. Like that, I think that has a really high just, likelihood of working. They're just ideas. 
Yeah, right? Because it's like that could work. A direct sale could work. A 25% offer could work. They're ideas that are really close to the cash register. And this is the part for the listeners that this is the evolution I feel like we've gone through in our conversations over time is you continue to work more and more on tasks and projects and things that are closer and closer to the cash register. Whereas like if I go spin up a bunch of AI content that runs AI posts on AI images on Pinterest, and then that goes to an AI post over here, and then that goes over to here. And it's like a 19 step process before they get to the fucking cash register. The odds are everyone is going to drop out of that system before they get to step number 19. But if your process is add, sell them something, add, sell them something, the odds are that most people who click on the ad are at least going to get presented with a sales with a buying opportunity, which means the odds of you actually making money go up drastically because more people are seeing your sales messaging. It's the same thing with putting an OTO as the thank you page from your opt-in versus linking to it in email number one or email number two. Right. 68% of people open email number one. A hundred percent of people see, uh, see go the, to the thank you page. Yeah. So literally you're getting 32% more eyeballs on that offer by simply integrating it in that way. So now we have more people seeing the offer. Guess what? You're going to get more conversions because more people saw it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the theory. And it's these games sense. around. And that's where, you know, when I look at some of the old school direct response guys, they wrote sales letters and they sold their stuff. They wrote sales letters and they sold their stuff. And I see so many people shit posting on Twitter and trying to grow followings on Twitter and doing all this back breaking work. And I, I do it a little bit because it's kind of like, I don't know, it's fun. It's just, I can just yeah. do it on my phone. It's easy, but it's like, this is a really convoluted business that these people are all in on. And well, it's affiliate marketing, right? It's like, if you're just putting a link on a blog post, like where's the sales pitch right. for that, for that thing? Like, you know, it really was a huge eye opener for me because it was like the only way that I was ever selling my course or at the time was just an ebook. The only way I was doing that was it's on the site. So there's no fucking cattle shoot to like, yeah. you know, direct people down. Yeah. It's just, yeah. hey, you land it. You know, it's like it's like you're at the farmer's market. You're yeah. here. Right. You can spend money or not spend money. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you go or if you leave. But if there's a carnival barker that's like grabbing you by the shoulder and like dragging you over to his booth and is like putting you swimming pool secrets, come get the swimming pool secrets. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like the the chances are more likely because it's like it's they're they're being handheld. It's you know, it's like it's the difference between walk. I guess like you walk into Best Buy and if no one asks you if you need any help. You're likely buy. to walk out. Yeah, you're likely to walk out and not buy anything. Yep. But as soon as somebody comes up to you like, hey, we just saw you looking at this TV, like, and then starts delivering information from you, for you and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're walking out of there with a fucking TV, uh, surround sound system, all the apparatus. Two new refrigerators, a freezer for your garage. Yep. You go home, your, your wife or your husband's fucking pissed off because you just got, you know, it's yeah. like you went, you were, you were just going to go look at an iPhone case. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I not not that we want to, you know, swindle people or or you know, that's not the point. No, totally. It's it's the okay. difference between like everyone's just like, I need so much fucking traffic on my website because the more traffic I have, the I my conversion rate is zero so bad. Two percent. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Right. So it's that's like it is. 
So I just so the 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 goal is like so much fucking traffic, and then they get all bent out of shape when the algorithm updates, and they're like, "Fuck, I worked so hard." Rightfully so. I mean, you've been there, so. right? You get but slapped like, by Google, it hurts. But you just, but you, you, it, it's like more isn't better. It's, it sounds like it's just like your offer isn't good. You're not funneling people. There's just no, like you, you need to like collect and move in, you know? You need a sales process. You need a proven sales process. Step one is this. Step two, step yeah. one, go walk around and look at all the cars. Step two is get them in a car, get them to drive a car. Step three, you know, like, like yeah, there, there is a, there is process. a path. Yep, 100%. And, and the, even the in better we detail. detail it. Like we know. Yeah, there should be. Like, so we know in, in the pool industry, just get them in the store to get a free water test. That's, That's all you need to do. So do you have a home water test kit or something like that? No. That's all you need to do. Like, yep. like literally, if that if that's what works over there, digitize that process. How yeah. do you digitize that process for the, the done for home? And then how do you make that an astoundingly good deal with all kinds of bonuses and it's a fucking dollar? And then you're you're you've got a customer generation mechanism. And then the other side of the business becomes how do I sell more stuff to my customers? Yep. Right. That's the whole back end. And you've yeah. got plans for the subscription stuff. So there's like a customer generation side of the business. And then there's like that lifetime value side, which is is come up with more stuff to to sell them, which is my wife and I are, you know, we recorded a new audio yesterday because we're gonna be selling that to people who know about us and people who don't know about us. We're gonna sell it to everybody. Where anybody wants it, you're gonna buy it. So that increases our lifetime value. That also gives us another target to shoot at. It might work cold, it might not work cold. We don't know, but I know a lot of our people who have bought everything, they're gonna buy this too. Just like when you have a thousand people buying your chemicals and you come out with a scrubber cleaner squeegee set, you go mail that scrubber cleaner squeegee set to your thousand customers and you're just you're gonna get conversions. You know that you'll get conversions from that yeah. group of people. Yeah. So that that'll bring your 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 cost of building that product. Hopefully you can get all your money out of it. Yeah. And then you've got some inventory that's in there free. Well, now can I sell that on the front end? Well, what if I sell that and then upsell the continuity of the chemicals? I, and this is how you just keep growing into to more spaces. And right. Like this works over there. That works over there. This works yeah, and then over you, there. I mean, that's the other thing too is moving units. You're, you're, you can do that on the front end, but then like the real money, it sounds like is when you optimize the back end. Yeah, to increase that LTV, which you may not even have to track. It's like, yeah. look, if I can get somebody to buy my course on the front end, I, I I have tight funnels in my email process that you know thirty percent of them end up buying chemicals from me or end up buying my other course or whatever. And I know I can almost like just safely say that you know, yeah, I can break even or even lose money on the front end because I my back end is is just a sales machine. Yes. Automate it. When you're there, you've kind of won in your space. And this is where direct response marketers try to get to, right? To where we can consistently convert cold traffic into leads, cold traffic into customers. And then we convert, we have a customer list and we know that the customer list is worth XYZ per yeah. whatever right, it is per, per month, per, per product, per thing. And, and that, that's where all of the money actually is. And then when you have that gigantic customer list, that's when you become very, very, very merchantable. Right. Yeah. Like people like large businesses will buy up entire other large businesses just for their customer lists. Right. Because they're, yeah, they're especially if they're a, on a fucking subscription or something. 
Totally. Right, or even if they had overpriced mattresses, yeah. companies like Target will buy them just to get that customer base type thing, right. right? Like it it happens all the time. Or Gillette will buy the Dollar Shave Club yeah. for a billion dollars, right? Just for that and, list. And just, just for the customer list and, and vertically integrate. And yeah, yeah, totally. Gillette's like, cool, we'll pay a billion right now, but we're going to make 2.5 billion over the course of three years. And yeah. Like instead of losing customers to this thing, we, we, merger and acquisition at an right. type thing. It's a different, it, it's, it's real business is what it is, right? Yeah, this is, this is leaving the side hustle, the laptop adult bit, and it's, it's building a real direct response marketing business. And now I'm thinking about physical product lines and consumables and all these things. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, God, I've been making it really difficult over the years. And I can actually just kind of like get really focused on a few things and yeah. voila. Yeah. Like one option would be, I mean, like, you might be surprised or not surprised at how much uh, hoppy, how many bubbly hoppy beverages I purchase on auto ship, right? So now I'm all, I'm like, man, is there a a white label or a private label hop water creator that would allow me to just go create a hop water brand and then start getting other people on it and start that there is like, wow, could I do an ad to a sales page to an offer for a dollar trial for a monthly thing on a hop water? Like, oh man, maybe I could like, yeah. Wow, could that scale to an eight-figure business to you know a million dollar a month type business? It's like technically it could. Yeah, if you're if you do it well, like you do it well. Be, yeah, it's right. If I had somebody right. to make recipes of hop water that are delicious, um, but it's those kinds of ideas. And, and once you kind of get this game, and this is where like the YouTube game became really uninteresting to me. And so the the organic marketing game became uninteresting to me because we're just doing so well, like selling stuff. Why are we yeah. doing all this other stuff? Let's just keep selling the stuff. Right. Um, you through paid acquisition. Yep. Yeah. Because I built the skills, and I built the skills by not knowing how to do that stuff and doing all the free stuff for so many years, and then learning and then, there was this other world and sure and skilling I my way up to it. I mean, that's literally where, like, with the small business that I have, it's like we. We've been so good at organic marketing for so long that that pays the bills. Like that's, yep. that's there. Yep. Never, it's hopefully never goes away. But like now I don't do those things anymore. Yep. I need to do something that's a little bit more, I get your, what you say closer to the register, because it's like, that is what's going to scale us. The other thing is just trust building, audience building, and I've been yep. doing it. So it's like all of that goodwill is fucking there. Yep. And so now I need to capitalize on that through paid acquisitions and offers and 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 figure, more stuff. trying to trying to crack that nut. You know, it's like I yep. know I know it's a viable path uh, for scalability because honestly, like, how many freaking YouTube videos can we possibly do now? Like, there, like at this stage of where we are as a company, at least in the pool side of things, it's like we're never going to hit a million. YouTube visitors or YouTube subscribers, like they're, they're just not, doesn't exist. Right? right. So we're like, okay, well, I don't need a million YouTube subscribers. It doesn't, right. it, that, you know, like that more of that isn't going to, it isn't going to directly result in my bottom line increase. Indirectly, but not directly. Indirectly. That's the key. Of, right. Right. Of right. course. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and all of that content is, again is like, it's just a library that I can, you know, once you're on my email list, or, you know, maybe I do get a couple of offers that that kill. And then, yeah, I'm starting to run camp, you know, campaigns that are just there to show these awesome videos that were on YouTube onto the people on Facebook. 
you know, or to the people on Instagram. And yep. so it's just like, hey, we have this thing over here. It's crushing. It's great. You know, I'm going to, we're not, we can, we can put it out organically, but honestly, like there is no such thing as like evergreen organic content on Facebook that continues to pay off. Right. right. It's like the only way to really get that is by creating a paid campaign where you can send that same video to the same person or like 10 different videos to that same person. So they're like, whoa, I just saw 10 fake, you know, swim university videos and I'm not even subscribed to their page. Right. And then right. you get the, the benefit of the be everywhere effect. Yeah. And your conversion rates go up and it gets really difficult to attribute. So when we're in a launch sequence, people are seeing my wife everywhere. She's in the inbox. She's on Pinterest. Yeah. She's on TikTok. She's on YouTube. She's on Facebook and everywhere. And they're like, oh my God, this thing must be hot. It's everywhere. It's like, no, I'm just spending a lot of, we just have it running everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And so the attribution might come in over here. Or the attribution might come in over there. Yeah. And that's why at the end of the month, we always do top line. How like, much went out in ads? How much came in from paid? Perfect, right? Okay. And so, so our our wins on this platform make up for our losses on this platform type thing. It gives us the freedom and the willingness to test with the goal of coming out break even with as many customers as we can per month because we know do, 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 we have all the the triggers for the customer reintroduction series on on um, active campaign and just the way and we all build you want to do at the end of that month when you said that all you want to do is is it. Is it is it the same break even. or less? Yeah, breaking even or less. Break even. Yep, yep. Twenty seven thousand dollars went into Facebook ads. Cool. We made twenty six thousand four hundred thirty five dollars out. Fuck yeah. Hashtag yeah. win. Uh, my ad guy gets a cut above. So if they are cash flow positive, uh, he gets a cut of all the ad spend type yep. thing. So I've, I've I've been even building in systems to incentivize him yeah. to be super meticulous about it. So I don't have to totally yeah. geek out over it. And so it can be a mechanism for him. To scale as well and and the only reason why you're you're comfortable with even if you spent even if you look at top line you look at okay paid acquisition across you know five or six platforms we we, we spent thirty thousand this month but because of those channels we made thirty thousand dollars in correct revenue yep. not profit. directly attributable yep directly right. attributable okay. so so all of a sudden you're like and most okay. of stuff's digital so my margins are like 98 percent Sure. Right. Right. So that it's going to be different for somebody like me. Yeah. You know, you're you're just going to have more of that. Like your cogs has to be a line in that, right? Your cost of goods sold has to be a line item in that. And that becomes a right. Thing. So, so it would be $30,000 for me, it would be $30,000 out $30,000 in profit. Yep. Not yep. revenue, not total revenue because right. total revenue does include the cost of goods sold. So exactly. So in that case, it's like, okay, 30,000 in 30,000 out. Great. Or 30,000. Yeah. Out 30,000 in. Right. Yep. And so you're like, cool. And you can sit back and be okay with that because you know that out of those $30,000 spent brought in, let's say even for, for conservative sake, a thousand customers, people. Yeah. A thousand, yep. a thousand, a thousand people. customers. Yep. But it's some of them didn't become customers though. Like, you know, some of them were leads because maybe some of that paid acquisition. Well, so, so we, so for me, for my business at 30 grand, we would get probably around a thousand to 1200 customers and we would probably get around 10,000 or so leads, leads yeah. on that. Right. So and then so you can start to play with the metrics. At so that all point, those leads like, were free. Yep. So you're making that assumption that out of those, uh, you know, 11,000 people, you're going to, if you sold, if one of them bought anything else, yep. you're profitable. Well, and that's where the law of large numbers comes in in your business, right? Like there, there just is statistical significance and all that stuff. It works when you have big data sets, things work. So I'm tracking my 
lifetime value from my front end products, which is a Sam cart. Um, they track everything. It's been tracking since 2015. The number just keeps climbing, climbing, climbing. We've got 30 or 40,000 customers, right? Yeah. So the next thousand customers that come in, they're going to match within some small variance of that exact number. And they could yeah. be a 3% variance, but a 3% variance isn't going to mess with me because I'm, you know, I'm buying $80 bills for $20 each essentially right. is the way I look right. at it. I have to be patient. I get that $20 bill back right away. I got to be patient for the other four $20 bills, but guess what, bruh? Right. Patient, you know, is what yeah, I'm long, long term, long term yeah. play. hundred yeah. percent. And that's the game. Cool. Um, that was incredibly helpful because Fun. yeah, I, it's, it's like, I get really hung up on like the technical side of the ads, you know, setting all those up. And I think a lot of people do. Yep. Um, where it's like, I just think I have the wrong ad set. That's why shit's not working. And this whole conversation was enlightening because it were like, it's actually Generally the offer. Yeah. It's like the thing it's like before you even set up a Facebook ad account, like that's the thing that matters or like yep. everything outside of Facebook is what really matters. Like the landing and the lead pay or you know, your opt-in page or, or yeah, just the idea of like, yeah, you're going to do a buy one, get one free, or you're going to do like, like, yeah, we're going to do like a pool closing. Like we have a pool closing course. Yep. That's 50 bucks. And now's, you know, September's that time. And so I was just going to run a flash sale to my built-in email list, but it's like, well, why wouldn't you run a campaign on Facebook directly getting people to buy that course at some, with some other offer? Like maybe you get yep. the pool care course with it, or maybe yep. you get, you yep. know, a, a one hour consultation you know, or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't do con. So the, no, 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 the last bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, don't, do don't trade my time for, for everything has to be automatable, but you're right. So this is it. It's like, okay, so, so they're going to be thinking about closing down their pools. So that's kind of a way to hook in because meet them where they are. They're thinking yep. about the seasons are changing. I mentioned it, right? Fall, you getting fall colors out at your spot yet? Uh, we're, yeah, leaves are starting to fall. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. So this is so like yesterday. All, we're starting to see the signs around. So it, it's taught. So bingo. So you can meet them where they are yep. and then you make it easy, you make it fun, and then you make it an irresistible deal. And if you can turn them into a customer this season, the odds are they'll take your pool opener course next year. They'll buy your pool chemicals when they're ready. All that other stuff happens. Right. So the goal should just be literally, how can I go get, get as many customers in this little window that we have? And I would be personally, I'm personally generally willing to go a little cash flow negative if needed, because I know I'm going to make it up on the back end and I'm yeah. learning as much as I can. Um, I wouldn't go crazy to go. Cash flow I, I, would, I wouldn't do that on that specific example. And I think the only reason is because those customers go dormant for six yep. months. Right. Yep. So it's like, there ain't nothing else to sell them for six months. Yeah. So I'm, right. I'm so make your money out on this one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So this is a, and that's what this is, you knowing your business. Right. So this does mm -hmm. need to be a bit of a cash flow generation. So don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot with the offer. Yep. Right. On the spring side of things, when they're not only going to open it up, but they're probably going to buy $400 worth of chemical in the following six months. Bingo. So that's when the loss leader concept could potentially come in more. And over the winter, right. what are those little things right. you can sell people for a dollar for free that ship really cheap, things that fit real small? Because I'm thinking with pH testers, like I want a strip of them that fits in a fucking envelope. I want a stamp, an envelope, and a 90 cent strip of papers in it to where my free thing I'm giving them, the cost of goods sold on that free thing is $1.25 delivered. Yeah. If I could get it down to that small, then get a fulfillment house and it's two to three bucks each. 
but like I'm not no. trying to give away something fancy. I don't want to sell that, give that candle away. In that, free. in that tech, in that thing you deliver, then there's a card, QR code, there's an offer. It's several offers, uh, yeah. extra things. It comes with a sales letter. It has, yeah. it would have a, I would put a sales letter for the entire course inside of there and yep. all that stuff. Yep. Right. Cause then it's just customer acquisition. Just bring them in. Cause every customer is going to get it. Be like, Oh, cool. My free kit. Yay. So they get that. And it's like, you know, read this first. And it's like, uh, like this is how you're going to use your test kit. And then it's going to tell you this and that. And at the end of it, it's like, by the way, if any of this seems confusing, don't worry, we've got the full book and then it just transitions into a yeah. pitch for your book. And then that transition into a pitch for the chemicals. And here you have people who go get a free thing from Facebook and then they become a lifetime customer like you with the dollar shave club. And you just, you don't forgot about it. You you appreciate it. You don't care about it. It shows up. You're a very happy customer. Mm -hmm. You're you're one customer in a billion dollar machine, and you're yeah. creating that kind of a machine for your industry for your people. Yeah, it's fun. It's a great game. It's a it's a wonderful puzzle. It's yeah. incredibly like intellectually stimulating and challenging. Yep, I like it. All right, I'm in. I mean, like, I just I think I Wait. need it. Yeah, I definitely need it. A more holistic view of it all. And Look I look for a copywriter. Go go find find you a copywriter, man. Somebody yeah. and so your first your first gig for a copywriter, I would recommend even so let's say you find somebody on Upwork who's I would I would not even look under a hundred bucks an hour. I would look for people who and I would search for the word pool. Okay. So I'd set up all my filters to where they're showing me copywriters with 90% ratings and they've done a thousand hours in the last six months or whatever. Like all those filters are on. And then I would type in swimming pool. Hot and I would look for anybody who has something in their bio or their comments about pool. Somebody who's written on that first. And then consider just being like, hey, I want to get two hours of a consultation from you to go over one of my sales letters. And just, just start doing, just start with like paying them 150 bucks an hour for a brainstorm session to work on and just stay at the top, the hook, the headline, the lead type thing and get them to get ideas. And when you find somebody who like comes up with some really good ideas, you can ask them like, how much would you cost to write a version of this sales letter to compete against what I have going on? And they might give you a ah, 2,500 bucks. And you're like, yeah, if that works, like I got sales letters I bought from this girl, 1500 bucks, $2,000 from a sales letter that like we've been running traffic to it on not like, I mean, thousands of like it's it's incredible. Once once these things work, they work for a long time right. when they're dialed in right. Like that that free candle plus shipping could work. Dollar Shave Club, it just fucking works. It's such a good offer. It just it it just worked. Right. Um, and it's that's where it's so test until we find what works, and then scale it till you just get at the upper threshold where it doesn't work anymore, and just let that one sit, and then go do, do it again. Do not do, do it again, one. and sell more shit to those people on the back end. Yeah. More stuff that they appreciate. Right. Awesome. All right. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, dude, totally. Slim chance. I'm going to be out in your neck of the woods in October. Uh, we're, we're, we don't know. And come October, you don't know what the weather is going to be like, but I think that that campground near you is open still. And All right. um, yeah, we, we got a lot of people coming through, but that doesn't mean no. you can hang out. So. Sounds like a party then. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure we're, we're doing the, the New Mexico run. Um, okay. So it, you're a little, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll keep in touch on that. It'd be fun to see you again. Yeah. Sounds good. And then, you know, we'll probably be out. Uh, I mean, I guess like going to Seattle is not the same as we're close enough. Close enough. Oh, well, you yeah, fly so to C Seattle or drive? Fly. I'm, you know, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm seeing a therapist for flying. Cool. And uh, yep. I uh, I just booked my first flight since the pandemic. 
Dope. To, to Virginia of all places. Oh yeah. Just because I have a friend that lives in Richmond and and cool. just gonna do like a weekend of like debauchery, debauchery. So sweet. Then, Good for you, man. Yeah, just try and do that. And once that's then it's like I gotta keep going. So I'm like, yeah. you know, keep it, keep it up. And uh yeah, so I'm gonna try to make as many trips as I can 2024. Dope. Awesome. Uh 2023. All right. Sounds good. Maybe we can meet up somewhere fun. Let me know if you have travel. You got your passport yet? Go get your passport. Uh, yeah, I have one. Yeah, I have one. All right, good. I have one. I've never used stamp. it. Oh, I've only Time used to it to go to Canada. Which? Gotcha. You need one in Canada? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you do Canada. need one, we but lost I just, Canada. you don't get a stamp. We've lost Canada, unfortunately. They're on. They're under some crazy controls at these points. Oh, really? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird world. Um. Yeah. yeah we should do. We should meet up somewhere tropical or somewhere cool. Um, yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, well kick ass, man. Appreciate Dude, you. you. So much, man. Uh, Appreciate to anyone it. listening here, follow me. I'm at Miles Beckler. Find me on oh, yeah. Find me on Twitter. Follow Matt if you're not following him. And um, thanks for listening. Yeah, I'll probably do an intro outro and that I'll include Dope. all that. But yeah, appreciate it. All right. Man. Thank you very much. Cheers. Let me know how it goes. We'll connect. We'll do. Soon. Later.